Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What is your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Kim and Kat stay Kat alive. Stay alive. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we're a horror movie comedy podcast. We are going to tell you the entirety of a movie and spoil the fuck out of it. This week, Katrin is going to tell it to me. Yeah. And uh, we are not in the same room because we are not. social distancing. For the first time so, ever. Ever. It's. I mean, I'm really glad that we figured out how to do it, but... I miss you. I miss you. But yeah, I'm glad yeah. we figured it out. We don't have the normal setup for this. So we had to do some workarounds. But I think Whoa, it's yeah. working. I think it is too. And, uh, you know, if if it does, I don't know what this episode is going to sound like once it gets to your earballs in the future present. But, uh, you know, just know that that may be why it potentially sounds a little different, or maybe you won't notice a thing, which would be fucking rad. Yeah, if there's like a delay between us. I don't know. I don't know how people do this. People do this all the time, though, but we like to be next to each other. Yeah, I I like to feel Kim's energy in the room. Uh, how you doing, Burnsy? How am I doing? I well, think we're going to need to do a little bit of checkup it, <laughs> for both of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm staying at home. Uh, how I'm doing changes on the regular, it feels yep. like. Yeah. Um, what else? I Yeah. I am taking care of myself. I feel waves of loneliness and yep. anxiety and all yep. the other feelings. Um, those seem to be the heaviest for me. And, um, but other times I feel okay. I'm doing a lot of things to take care of myself. A lot mm-hmm. of bubble baths. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? A lot of quarantine. Uh, <laughs> quarantine is all about bubble baths, dude. Like, yeah. The power of a bubble bath. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, a lot of, uh, I don't even know. I just put on things that make me feel good and push play. Like I did a little inspirational dance thing with Julianne Huff this morning and it fucking really helped. Not going to lie. Love it. Uh, I love it. A lot of video chats, which is kind of exhausting in itself. It's just a lot of technology and it's getting exhausting. I The technology is getting more. exhausting. I could not agree more. Yeah. I would like to say I am so proud of you and I'm so impressed. And I know that 
the people that don't have like a roommate or people that do have a roommate and those roommates are kids. Uh, this is a very, very difficult time for you guys in a way that is different. So great job. Yeah, I think it's difficult for everyone in their own way. Um, and that's okay. Like, I think we can be aware that like, really tragic shit is happening. And at the same time, have our own feelings of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't Agreed. have to be like, like you can you can have both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, <laughs> I have been quarantining. Uh, I know, Kim, you are killing it with the quarantining. <laughs> Honestly, I only went on a couple quarantines. Uh, obviously, you know, FaceTime everyone. Um, but uh, and then I just started talking to one person, and now like I kind of only talk to him. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking crazy it's like it's like this weird modern day love story <laughs> but it's weird now it's starting to feel like a little bit of like a dating purgatory though mm. because yeah. we're just stuck doing this like we talk all the time which is kind of why I don't talk to anyone else because I like can't like I literally cannot talk yeah like I just I couldn't we because we talk all the time um yeah which is great and I love that and he like texts me good morning every morning which I really love Aww. and it's sweet um, I think if you just put yourself put yourself into the pl- pretend it's 1708 okay and you met someone when you were you know traveling with your family into the country <laughs> you met the love of your life and the only way that you can get around is on a horse and buggy so it's really difficult to see this person so for a while until next summer we've got to court each other with letters I and the know. horseman brings it i know so, i think i'm just, just getting in my head way. though i'm getting in my head because i'm like well i don't know what it is and i won't know because we can't go on a date to even find out you know well, um, every time you get in your head, text me and be like, I'm in my head. Please knock on the door and I'll get you out of it. OK, thank you. But yeah. overall, like he's he's pretty great and it is nice to talk to someone and he's like really sweet. And That's awesome. Smoking That's hot. Uh, I've seen I can, can confirm. For me, uh, he's like, couldn't be more exactly what I'm into. No, they're like. He, if we looked up Kim's type in the dictionary, it would just be a picture of this dude. Truly, truly. Yeah. Uh, That's I, me. What's going on with you? Uh, I actually, I am okay. Do you remember when my wedding was happening, and everyone mm-hmm. thought that I was going to be the most <laughs> bridezilla e bridezilla that's ever gotten married? Yes, and inexplicably. I was not. Yes. I'm kind of having that experience where like if somebody had said to me, you are going to have uh, no means of making money. You are going to be quarantined in your house and there is a virus outside. Uh, Anyone would have said, oh, my God, that's going to put Ketron over the edge. (laughs) For whatever reason, like I've been more calm than I have been in like three years. And I think it's a combination of the world's anxiety is now sort of like at my level of anxiety. So I feel normal. 
Yeah. And then also, we've just had to deal with so many shitty things over the last three years that I'm just like, I got this. Yeah. What you want, you want me to stay home and the rest of the world is outside and just stopped. And I, you know, can just literally my life is on pause, but so is everybody else's cool. Like I'm, I'm handling it better than I would have thought. And I think Eric and I, you know, uh, years of couples counseling sort of prepares you for things like this Mm -hmm. because we already have a, like a, a toolkit of communication skills that we were already sort of practicing. So we're able to kind of call on those when we want to murder each other, which I think is cool. That's great. Um, Yeah. I mean, I would say like, it's definitely really hard when like, I feel like I have to go to the store for like food and I just see people like not taking precautions around me that really sort of spikes a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and when my neighbors decide to have a fucking party <laughs> next door, yeah. that um, definitely uh, is frustrating. So, yeah. but in general, like, I just feel kind of resolved to my fate. And I think the other thing is, it's like, I knew before a lot of other people did that my work was over for this year. So like, I had time to sort of prepare, like, as soon as they closed the schools for two weeks, like everyone was like, they're not opening back up. They're not going to open back up. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah kinda, for sure. So I kind of like had time to just be like, okay, this is, um, this is my life for the foreseeable future, as opposed to being like, well, when are we going to open up again? When are we like, and not knowing? I'm just like, well, this is what's happening. So yeah, it kind of gave me an opportunity to like, look into all right how am I going to make this work kind of thing yeah so I yeah I don't feel weird about that those things I'm really good about those things of just like believing everything will be (laughs) I just have a a steady faith of like everything is always working out for me so (laughs) I'm just like I know that that'll be okay um I think it's more yeah the loneliness that's getting to me sometimes and the like, For, and and why and at, wouldn't it? And at certain points, like the what do I do ness? Um, yeah, I know that. I think it's probably different on both sides, where people have jobs at home and then are trying to take care of kids, or just live in this world and have a job and have things to do. It has its own mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then also when you have nothing to do, it is also its own thing. Like, well, it's like yeah. there's freedom and structure. Like, yeah. It's like, and I thrive in that. You know, that's, yeah, that's really hard when people have a structure and then all of a sudden that structure is taken away and it's like staring at a blank canvas where you're just yeah. like, well, now I don't, I don't have any idea of where to start. Like yesterday, I literally had like just nothing to do, like yeah. nothing on my list. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I literally don't know what to do. And then I just didn't know what to do. And so I like, and I felt really tired. I like slept a lot. Um, I have like been helping my friend um, Emily Blackwell is um, making masks uh, with like the costume designers guild, um, like uh-huh. costume designers in LA are um, making um, masks for health workers. And I can't, right. I don't have a sewing machine, but um, uh, they just need people to like cut things. So I've been doing uh-huh. that and that has felt like something. <laughs> I love that. That's and, awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely like I literally cut, something like, to do. Yeah. I literally cut like 600 pieces of wire the other day and then like 1 million little tiny squares of fabric. Like, and I was like, all right, well, oh, at least shit. I'm doing something. And I have been having like 
uh, mega anxiety about uh, about wanting to volunteer for a couple things and de- fighting with myself about if I should do it or not. <sighs> and leaning more towards I, that I probably shouldn't and trying not to like judge myself for that. Kim, you can't judge yourself. Like the whole point, you're not like, you're not, uh, you're not disregarding people that need your help. You are protecting people that need your help. The only way that social distancing works is to maintain distance as often and from as many people as possible. Like you're doing yeah. them a favor because you go and volunteer. You're now exposing them to whatever population you're exposed to when you went to Walgreens or whatever the fuck, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's just I some don't people think like you should judge yourself for that. Some people like just like literally don't have food. You know what I mean? And so it's like tough for me to not I completely, do something, especially when I'm I completely get it. Liter- I mean, in general, like I'm just that type of person, but like, you know, and then I'm also just doing nothing. So <laughs> I, I, I like completely get it. Lately, that's been my my struggle of the moment. But that yeah. shit changes on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> the feelings, the feelings yeah. been changing on the regular. <laughs> I've taken to um when I feel like I don't have things to do, uh, cleaning things that it never occurred to me to clean before. Uh, and that's been uh, and it kind of like spirals into other things. So like yeah. that's actually been taking up hours of my day I think I've been cleaning for 15 minutes and I realize it's been four hours I've heard uh, a lot of people so that's say that um, that is not me I gotta say not no, even a little not. bit I know it's not it took me like four days to put laundry away and then like yeah. there's like dust on this table next to me that I noticed like before the quarantine and even in my head at one point I was like wow this quarantine will really give me some time and reason to dust that table has not fucking yeah. happened <laughs> I I hear you. I I think it's great for whoever that's working. That's couldn't be less me. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm definitely like when I see I'm like, oh, I have time to organize this drawer. It's like a fun Uh, puzzle. Like then I'm like super, super into it. No, I'm a fucking weirdo. It's no, you're not. I've heard a lot of people say that those things like a lot of people. Um, Yeah. That's just not me. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think everyone, you know, is uh, handling it however they're handling it. And just so you guys know, however you are handling it, we're really proud of it you. It's great. Kim and Kat are super so proud of proud you. proud of you. Um, you're doing As long as it involves staying the fuck home, unless you're an essential worker, then we're not proud of right. you. No, we're not proud of you if you are not social distancing. <laughs> oh, we made Kim t-shirts. And I- Speaking of staying home, we made t-shirts. Um, oh, Yeah. And they're super cute. Yeah. They say hashtag yeah, stay home, that. hashtag stay alive. And um, yeah. 50% of the proceeds go to the COVID relief fund with the World Health Organization. Um, so check yeah. it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Hey. <laughs> this yeah, is an exciting this- life of knowing about how to put links in show notes, which I've known the whole time. Just never, ever thought about it. It just never. I mean, honestly, it didn't occur in. to me either. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't occur to me either. Um, no, but this particular organization, you guys can look it up. It's through uh, the UN Foundation and through the World Health Organization. They're basically like just trying to help with the relief effort in any way that is needed. Um, so it's a very sort of all-encompassing 
uh, charity. So 50% of the, of the shirt, uh, proceeds are going to go to that. And since we do have some time, we're probably going to make some more merch too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. So yeah, if you guys have any, uh, Kim and I went through like, like every fucking episode and had so much fun like coming up with like things that made us laugh for each episode and it made us so happy so we definitely have some ideas but like if you guys have ideas of like oh my god I would totally like wear a shirt that like fucking said this or whatever the fuck like we'll make them yeah yeah because I ain't got shit to do no um cool well I uh do we have anything else or should I, I have no idea I don't know uh <laughs> you know what seems like no I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dive right but in my brain is melty you. so um, uh I've got like a, I have a serious under boob sweat situation happening right now well it's the really... t- the the screen is cut off exactly not at where I could see up oh, there it is yep <laughs> But before, it just looked like you were having so much fun with your <laughs> boobies for no particular reason. And I was like, listen, just you've got great tits. I don't blame you. Just I was just like, those look like super fun fun bags. <laughs> I mean, you know what? They are. Um, but yeah. they're, they're real under sweaty right now. I also am having an underboobs. Oh my god, are we having sympathy oh, underboobs? Oh, we are. Even from oh across gosh. the land, our boobs can sweat together. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my You're god. You're a real friend. You're my best friend. I know. You're my best friend. Our boobs will sweat forever together. <laughs> um, um Okay. Anyway, <laughs> did you want to tell me about a movie? Okay. I this this is a movie that I've actually seen before, uh, but it was like kind of a comfort food situation. But what's funny is like I hadn't seen it in such a long time that the very sort of intricate themes of it I had forgotten. And it is much more closely intertwined with our current state of affairs than I fully remembered. Okay, which I find funny because Kim and I actually had a conversation where I was like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are watching like Contagion and shit like that. Like, should I do like some sort of virus apocalypse sort of situation? And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that. And Kim was like, I don't know if I want to listen to that. And then sure enough, the one that I pick, I was like, this is more closely related than I Well, fucking great, Catherine. I know. (laughs) Yeah. But not but not like so much. There's just like something. Yeah. Anyway, you'll see. Uh, I also learned... That I love me a rock opera. I really do. <laughs> I thought you were just <laughs> stopping there. That I love me. And I'm like, that's great, Katrin. <laughs> you should love you. I, I also you know I what? also love me. Everyone should and love me, themselves. And and me loves an op- a rock opera. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a rock um, opera? So here's what I don't love. What? Trying to take notes on a rock opera. <laughs> Is it, it was like a, it's like a musical. No, it's not a musical because there is no speaking. It's all music. So like a rock opera is that like there's no point where the song starts and ends and there's dialogue between characters. Everything is sung. What? Yeah. I mean, that's what an opera is. Like everything is sung. 
Wow. So like, so this whole yeah, movie is so, a song. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Are you just gonna sing yeah. it to me? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> but I am gonna, I am gonna play you some snippets <gasps> of songs. Uh, but yeah, like, you know how like Jesus Christ Superstar or like Les Mis, like they're, they're operettas, they're operas, rock operas or whatever. But like, there's at no point does the song end and characters are like, Hey, Bob, how's it going? Well, I'll tell you how it's going. Like, it just is like, Hey, Bob, how's it going? Well, I'll tell you how. Do you see what the difference there? Um, I, I, I knew what you were saying until you described it further but <laughs> okay i think you know i get it watched- there's no there's no you- talking i've already got there's no there's no talking okay yeah there's no talking yeah yeah yeah. okay so on now i'm just over explaining yeah and, and taking you back to okay got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah you know what i'll just yeah i'll just zip it also uh, like i don't i don't know like whatever jesus christ yeah, i know you love jesus christ superstar i just don't know it that well Okay. I okay. Fine. Fine. Five and nine. Okay. Don't uh, get all so, sound of music on me. Sound of music is a musical and not a rock opera or an opera of any <laughs> no, kind. No, I mean I didn't. I didn't want you speaking. to yell at me for not seeing Jesus Christ Superstar. No, you did see it, and I you fell asleep, asleep when I tried to show it to you. I know. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that is something that I actually haven't found a way to talk to you about yet in almost 10 years so we're certainly not going to do it now okay I'm not I'm not ready to get into it so I need you to respect that and give me my space about it uh, okay Katrin whatever you need <laughs> okay so I also picked this because I've maybe I've talked about this I don't know oh wait hold on are you gonna tell me the name of this movie Yes, just give me a fucking second. So my other guilty pleasure when things are tough is I watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. The star of this movie is one Giles. 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 This is called Repo the Genetic Opera. Repo the Genetic Opera. Nope. Yes, ma'am. Okay, here we go. But I do like that. It's fucking awesome. You called it Repo Man, the genetic (laughs) opera first. (laughs) I literally only ever call it Repo Man. And Eric's like, there is no man. That's a different movie. There is no man. Repo Man is its own movie. And I don't think it's it's a rock opera. No, no, it's not. And like, I literally had to like read the words on my page to make sure I didn't say man because I keep saying man. (laughs) Okay, wait, Repo Uh, what? What's the the after part? The genetic opera. The genetic opera. Yeah. Repo, exclamation point. The genetic opera. What year is this made? Uh, motherfucker. I know it's made before the 2008 housing bubble crisis, and I know that... uh, (laughs) I'll talk about that in a moment, but hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how Ketrin, like figures out life she's like well there was before housing crisis and after housing crisis exactly oh just before because it came out in 2008 so okay just before the house 2008 we lived wait yeah we lived here 2008 we did okay we were Um, yep drunk we were drunk yep yep we were drunk okay so dead or alive 
Nathan slash Giles. Alive. Uh, Roddy Largo slash Lord Capulet. Also Paul Sorvino. Uh, Alive. I don't know any of the references you made. I mean, I know Lord Capulet from like the character, but I don't know like which there's there's many of those. Oh, okay. (laughs) Paul Sorvino played Lord Capulet and he also plays Roddy Largo. And you said alive. Okay. I Uh, don't know who Paul Sorbino is. (laughs) You'd recognize him if you saw him. Uh, Dead. Uh, Mag. Alive. Luigi. Luigi. Alive. That was me. I played Luigi Uh, once in a, um, uh, a whatchamahoozit, a a Super Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Pavi. Pavi dead. Amber dead. played by Paris motherfucking Hilton. Oh, dead. Uh Marnie alive. And grave robber. Ooh, dead. Did I do horrible? <laughs> um Recording remotely uh, <laughs> is not your friend. Uh, no. This is the worst you've ever done. <laughs> you got one out of nine. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that is possible. It's really. It's really so fucking amazing. It's not I can't even fair. stand it. It's really fucking amazing. I really need that Uh, bell curve score. Whatever the fuck a bell curve is. Uh, So Paul Sorvino, you don't know. Paris Hilton, you do know. I do. Uh, Anthony Head, you do know, who's Giles. And also Luigi is played by none other than Bill (gasps) Mosley. Bill! House yeah, of a Thousand Corpses. Like, exactly. And then it's also directed, the movie's directed by uh, the guy who directed um, the second Saw movie. Not the first one, but the second one. The second name, Saw. I always forget. Oh, Darren Lynn Bozeman uh, oh, directed. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so here we go. We open on a comic strip that is giving us the backstory. And we see that a mass virus caused uh, organ failures in, like, almost the entire population. Everybody was in need of an organ transplant. (laughs) I'm already triggered. So, (laughs) yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's triggering. It's, uh, there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of telling of the future, if you will. So all of these people specifically, obviously, like, Rich people can afford to replace their organs, right? Uh-huh. Uh, poor people can't. Right. So a corporation called Gene Co. comes in and says, well, have we got the solution for you? We can get you that new liver, that new spine, that new heart that you need. And spine. you can finance it. Did you say spine? Yeah. Is oh, yeah. spine an organ? 
the spinal cord oh, can okay. have malfunctions. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. not great. Like there is a the whole everybody's entire body is falling apart. Oh, I don't like so, that. No, it's a bummer. So Roddy Largo slash Paul Sorvino slash Lord Capulet comes in in the comic and he's like, he's like, I have the solution for you. Gene Co. can uh, get you this organ that you need. Now, it's not quite clear. It's 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 a very sort of like dystopian futuristic thing. So it's not totally clear where they're getting all of these organs. They may be manufacturing some of them or they may be coming by them in not a great way, but all of the organs have literally like a gene code barcode on them. Okay. But <clears throat> but what happens is uh, if you get a gene code organ, you have to pay it back. And if you default on that organ, then they take it back from you. Kind of like... Uh, selling bogus mortgages to poor people to buy houses and then they can't afford it and they foreclose. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the housing bubble, it's the organ bubble in this. Uh, But they've also come up with a way to do like lots and lots of surgeries very, very quickly. And they have a new drug that's a really powerful anesthetic called uh, Zydrate. And so plastic surgery and altering surgery becomes extremely trendy and like everyone is getting not only are they replacing organs but they're also getting like all kinds of surgeries and people are getting addicted to uh surgeries and also getting addicted to zydrate which is like this drug that allows you to like feel no pain wow so it's not great no so that's where we start off that's where we start off so then we come in with our first character in our introduction, and it is our grave robber who also is kind of our narrator through the whole thing. And he comes in, and it's a dark dystopian alley, and we see this dude that he's singing about in like a black gas mask. Like we can't see who it is, and he's describing him, and he's like, out from the night, from the mist steps the figure. No one really knows his name for sure. He stands at six foot six, head and shoulders. Pray he never comes knocking at your door. Say that you once bought a heart or new corneas, but somehow never managed to square away your debts. He won't bother to write or to phone you. He'll just rip the still beating heart from your chest. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh so, so he's the repo man. He is the repo man. And gotcha. so as the narrator is telling us all of this, uh, we see a body being like loaded into a truck that's clearly just had some sort of organ ripped out from inside of it. And it's taken away by, you know, government looking people and loaded into a truck and then we see a girl running down the alley clearly running from the repo man trying to like bang on doors and be let in she finally lets herself into an elevator shaft and lets herself and it's like an old-timey one where you have to like close the grate across and then yeah she goes up and as she comes out repo man fucking slices her throat ah as she's still like, he just starts cutting her heart out of her chest. Bye. Holy shit. Yeah, it's not great. So um, so people are buying about these that. organs with money? 
And they need to pay back with money? Yes. And if but they they're really expensive. And if really. they can't pay it back. Yeah. And so Gene Co., if you think about it, Gene Co. is making a major profit because for sure the, they're selling these organs they're taking those people's down payment or whatever payments they make and then they can't pay so they rip it out that goes back to the warehouse and then they can put that heart into somebody else so they've also in this like sci-fi way figured out a way that like sterilization appears to be like significantly less important Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. organs can be ripped out in an alley and like put in a truck and reused. So they've also like figured something else For sure, out sure, sure. about that. Okay. So now we are a uh, flying point of view over a real bummer of a dystopian city. I mean, like it is just no nature, just all darkness and technology and like screens and billboards and things like that. And it's just all these advertisements for, um, you know, surgeries and things like that. And then we also see that there is a spokesperson for Gene Co. who is a singer and her name is Mag. And she is the jewel of the genetic opera. We don't know what the genetic opera is yet, so we'll learn later. But she's basically like the face of Gene Co., okay? Mm -hmm. And she's called Blind Mag. Because she was once blind and Gene Co. gave her new corneas that also have special powers that do other things as well. Okay, so this is Mag. She's like the most famous person ever. And she's played by that like uh, opera singer that got really popular uh, around this time, like in pop culture, named Sarah Brightman. Um, she's a a classical singer that like kind of had a little bit of a heyday in pop culture around this time. So she plays Blind Mag. So point of view, we now uh, come to a big giant skyscraper, fancy building, and we're like going up to the top floor of the penthouse. And we get to the penthouse and we see two chicks in like matrix sunglasses with guns on their back and like the top half of a suit, but then the bottom half is like, uh, you know, fishnets and heels and they're just like super hot, but they're like hey. bodyguard type people. Okay. S- fun Halloween costume. There are so many fun Halloween costumes Ooh. in this fucking movie. Uh, like we could literally do like a, re- a repo genetic opera fashion show on Halloween. There are just so many cool fun. costumes. Fun. Um, So these two chicks come out of the elevator and they walk into a big giant open office and they hand Mr. Largo, who is Lord Capulet slash Paul Sorvino, Roddy Largo, an envelope. They don't speak, really. They just hand him the envelope. He opens it and it's these uh, candid pictures of his fucking kids. So one kid, Luigi, is played by Bill Mosley. It's him, and he appears to be in, like, some sort of compromising, like, sex den situation. Just, like, super embarrassing, not good for the image of the family. And then we see uh, Pavi, who is so fucking creepy looking, he has, like, a different face clipped onto his own face. And, like, it's literally, like... A face clipped to his face? 
Yes. Yeah. So he's like, it's like he's wearing like a mask and he's just constantly carrying around like a hand mirror and is just like obsessed with like having a new face all the time. And it's just like clipped on. And it's fucking terrifying. Oh boy. Yeah, it's not great. And then so there's like a picture of him in like some sort of compromising situation. And then uh, there's a picture of none other than Paris Hilton, who's like passed out in a drug den with like a needle in her arm. Okay. And so Roddy Largo is like, fuck you guys. You guys are the fucking worst. You disgust me. Like, you do nothing for the family name. Then off the elevator comes a doctor in a white lab coat. And he looks really fucking scared. He also is carrying an envelope. And he hands the envelope to Mr. Largo. And he's like, I'm, I'm afraid it's terminal. You don't have much time. It's spreading rapid, rapidly. Lord Capulet gets fucking pissed and like bangs his fist on the table. The two chicks behind him just pull out a gun, shoot the doctor right in the fucking head. Whoa. He does not like getting bad news. Damn. He's like, yeah. No, thank you. So now we cut to this really sort of musical, musical. A really musical scene. Musical. That's a combination of beautiful and musical. It is musical. I love, bu- I love musical things. This really beautiful scene of like kind of like a Greek chorus type of situation where it's like this woman who's like in a graveyard in like mourning attire and there's like a priest who's also in the graveyard, but he's got like a mask on. So it's like they're kind of our Greek chorus in that way. And uh, Roddy Largo gets into the elevator after shooting the doctor in the head and also telling his kids that they all suck. All right, here we go. Vermin, you want the world for nothing. Commence your groveling. Roddy, your king is dying. Even Rocky Largo cannot prevent this passing. Who will inherit Jinko or keep those vultures guessing? So he's like, fuck my fucking kids. I'm dying. I don't trust any of them to take over the company. I'm I'm just gonna like see who can prove themselves to me. So as the song uh, Things You See in a Graveyard is playing, we also now see a cut to a girl laying in bed, long black hair, and she wakes up. We then see that girl with a mask on, like a gas mask, and she's going through like the under tunnels of a graveyard, and she lets herself into a crypt. And in front of her, it says Marnie Wallace. And she like dumps out her backpack and there's like a book in there about like bugs. Like she's like interested in bugs or whatever. And she pulls out a sandwich. So like clearly she goes and like hangs out in this tomb in front of this graveyard, but like has to sneak out to do it, obviously. So then we see that like this little like beetle like flies in and like lands on the grave on the grave and she's like ooh and she like gets really excited so she like pulls out a glass because she's gonna like try and trap it Mm -hmm. and she like goes to try and trap it and it flies out of the crypt so she's like okay this will just be really quick it's in my sight I'll capture it and then I'll run back inside 
So she goes out of the crypt really quickly without her mask on, right? And she, like, tries to catch this little bug that she sees. But the grave robber pops up. <gasps> so she very quickly, like, ducks behind a, gra- a tombstone. And she sees the grave robber uh, start pulling out a body from inside of a tomb. Forever market, a submarket grows. But best to be punctual with making your payments. Less to be you on the concrete below. So what the grave robber is saying as he's like pulling bodies out of a tomb is he says industrialization has crippled the globe. Nature failed as technology spread. And in this wake, a market erected an entire city built on top of the dead. And you can finance your bones and your kidneys for every market a submarket grows. But best be punctual with making your payments, lest it be you on the concrete below. So he is there because there's all these fucking dead bodies, either from the virus or either from uh, all of the surgeries that people are getting or people that couldn't pay for their organs and now they're fucking dead. Mm -hmm. But what's inside of everyone's body is this Zydrate, which he can now sell on the black market. So what he does is he robs graves and he extracts this fucking Zydrate from the dead bodies and goes out and sells it on the street. So we're like seeing what he's doing. And that's why we see like all these signs up around the graveyard that say grave robbers will be executed on site. Whoa. So that's what's going down in this There's fucking bummer of a dystopian so city. So many levels of this dystopia. Yeah. It fucking sucks to live here. I'm I not going to like it. Yeah. So uh, pulls a dead guy out this whole time. Little Shiloh uh, is watching this because she's trying to like get back into the crypt. She doesn't have her mask on and she's like, but she's like trying to hide from this grave robber. And she's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like she's completely freaked out. She's the bug girl. Doesn't she have a different name? Marnie. Mm -mm. Who's Marnie? No, Marnie. Marnie was the gravestone that she was sitting in front of. Oh, her name is Shiloh. The bug girl. Her name is. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So. She's watching all of this and then he stands up and sees her and she's like, oh, fuck. Then because he's just like a fucking crazy person and I had to ask Eric this, he just like screams at the top of his lungs and like alerts the helicopters that are like looking for grave robbers like to exactly where he is. I was like, what the fuck did he do that for? And Eric was like, I think he's just like a mad man like he's just like a crazy person i guess you have to be to be a grave robber in these situations yeah yeah i would i would agree this is not it's not it's a job that that requires you to have little to no logic uh for your own safety so i mean if you're a grave robber in a regular world then totally 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 sane but in dystopia world reasonable pastime yeah right exactly so he screams all of the fucking like government SWAT people descend. Now we know that like the government is basically Gene Co because like uh, 
Roddy Largo has so much money that like he can uh, just go to Congress and tell them to pass a bill. That was the other thing that was in you the mean, comic where like corporations run the run the country. Great. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool, have cool. you ever ever heard of that? I don't I mean, know. It's, it's, it's totally. It's totally fanciful. Like it would never actually happen. Totally fiction. Complete fiction. Uh, uh, But basically like the repossessions of organs are happening legally. Like Roddy Largo went to Congress and was like, I'm going to give you a ton of money so that repossessions of organs and me murdering people that don't pay me is legal. And Congress (laughs) is like, cool. Sure. Great. Money. Money. We'll take it. Kill people for money. No problem. Yep. So in general, like if Gene Co... Uh, if somebody works for Gene Co., then like they kind of by default work for the government in this particular society. So the fucking helicopters, SWAT people descend upon the grave robber and also Shiloh, who's caught in their wake. And the grave robber is like, come with me. And he kind of like grabs the body that he was like extracting fucking Zydrate from. And then also like tells Shiloh to follow him. And they like go into like another giant crypt. And the grave robber is like jackpot. Cause it's literally just a sea of bodies. Like just, just sea of corpses. <sighs> and so she's in there and he is extracting all this fucking zydrate from all these bodies and he's singing he's like your designer heart still beats with common blood and what if you could have genetic perfection would you change who you are if you could because it's quick it's clean and it's pure so basically what they have done is like kind of where we're headed where it's like oh my god surgery is so easy like you can just do it except you can literally like have a surgery and like be up and about in an hour like yeah. that's how advanced it is. And so poor little Shiloh is just like, I need to get home. Like, I can't be outside this long. Like, I'm really scared. Like, what are you? What is happening? So at this point, the fucking SWAT team bashes down the door and they grab Shiloh. And she's like, no, get off of me. Get off of me. And then she's like, my medicine. My medicine, and we hear this like little like recording that's like blood pressure warning, blood pressure warning, medicate immediately. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm gonna the SWAT team, blah, 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 blah. and then she goes unconscious. But right before she goes unconscious, she hears someone say, "Let them go," and it's the fucking dude in the mask. It's the Repo Man, and they're like, "Oh, we're sorry, sir. We're sorry." And then she, like, goes unconscious, right, as the masked man is over her. Okay. So now, Shiloh wakes up in her bed, bald. So we learn that, like, her black, yep, her black wig, her long black hair is a wig. She's totally bald. Okay, okay, okay. Wakes up in her bed, and her bed is surrounded by, like, plastic curtains, like, to keep her, you know, keep the fucking coronavirus out. I don't know. Um, (laughs) and she wakes up and she's like, dad. And he's like, I'm here. It's motherfucking Giles. Giles. Giles is her dad, Nathan. So she's like, dad, what happened? 
And she's like, I was outside. And he's like, no, you weren't. It was a dream. You can't go outside. She's like, no, there were all these bodies. And he's like, you missed your medicine. That's why you're like having these crazy dreams. And she's like, no. And I fell unconscious. They were all dead. And he's like, this is nonsense. Um, and he's like, you could have gone into shock. She's like, but it was real, dad. And he's like, I'm the doctor. I'm your father. And she's like, I didn't imagine this. And he's like, just drop it. So like, he's like, this was a fucking dream. Like, you can't, you didn't go anywhere. Like, you just missed your medicine. Like, as evidenced by you missed your medicine and are hallucinating right now. Mm -hmm. So she's in bed in a bubble. He's saying it was a dream. She's like, nope. Uh, And then he starts singing about what's wrong with her. And he says, it's a blood disease that took your dear mother from us, passed from her and into your veins. I'd be lost if I were to lose you. I will stop at nothing to keep you safe. I'll take my meds, dad. And he's and she's like, don't worry. And then he says, just until I find a cure. So basically, he's like looking for a cure for this genetic blood disease that is ultimately what killed his wife and her mom. Okay, so she puts the black wig back on. They hug. Giles gives her her meds, leaves, locks the door. So what we've now learned is like this may or may not have been a dream, but in general, because of this genetic blood disease, she can't leave the house and Giles is her dad. So when he leaves, she then gets up and has a little angsty teenager bratty rock song about being infected. I'm infected by your genetics. I'm infected by your genetics. And I don't think that I can be fixed. No, I don't think that I can be fixed. And tell me why, why are my genetics such a bitch? So it's just her That's singing fun. a bratty punk song about how she's infected and she's not allowed to do anything. And we see a montage of her in her room and we see that sometimes she hides her pills in teddy bears and we see that she's reading a lot of books about genetic blood disorders and she's just really mm. feeling fucking cooped up and really fucking bummed out and she's like damn this blood condition mother can you hear me thanks for the disease now i'm sequestered part of the collection and i was like part of the collection we didn't really see what that is until just a moment so she goes out onto the balcony (laughs) looking out over the bummer of a city and we hear uh over like the loudspeaker of like the whole city that's like, ladies and gentlemen, senor, senori, don't dare touch your TV. Tonight's genetic opera is the place to be. So we're like, what the fuck is this genetic opera? We still haven't seen it yet. Then we get a comic strip again. Nathan's story. Nathan is Giles. And the comic strip tells us the following. Uh, Giles was in love with a woman named Marnie. They. <gasps> oh, got they got married and it was discovered that she had a horrible blood disease so he as a doctor is trying really hard to make the cure for her he thinks that he's found a cure so he gives it to her but 
the cure ends up making it worse. She, at the time, is pregnant with Shiloh and starts hemorrhaging. So he takes her to the hospital and he can only save one of them. He saves Shiloh. Fucking fucking Roddy Largo is there and basically is like, I won't tell anyone that you murdered your wife because basically he's saying like, these weren't like sanctioned drugs that you were testing. Like, Mm. you know, so he's like, but I won't tell anyone that you murdered your wife, but I need your surgical expertise and I need you to be my repo man. Whoa. So that's Giles's backstory. Whoa. So, yeah. Giles so is now, the repo man. Wow. Yeah. And okay. he's definitely got a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of situation happening. Because I think there has to be a lot of dissociation in order to do the things that he does. And some of his songs really play into that. So what we get is he's now shut Shiloh away. And now after the comic strip of Giles's story, we get his first song. And he's like, uh, where did our daughter go? It's me. She must escape. My burdens I can't erase. The mother I might have saved. Uh, and over like the song, it's like assassin, murder, monster. And we are seeing like uh, flashbacks to their wedding and all this stuff. Flashback to getting sick and baby Shiloh being born. And uh, we also see that like he's just tortured by this house. And the house is this really beautiful like gothic fucking mansion that I just desperately want to live in. Mm -hmm. But all of the portraits along the wall are of Marnie. And portraits in this time Mm -hmm are all this sort of like blue hologram. Like it's almost like they're 3D portraits and they like kind of move. It's almost like a Harry Potter type situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all like kind of glow and they're, it's literally just an entire gothic mansion of 3D portraits of his dead wife. Like it's definitely yeah. we're having some moving on issues. Right, for right, sure. right, 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 right. Here we go. Seventeen have come and gone. I raised our Shiloh with the best intentions. But there is something I can tell her. I'm lost without you here. I am only living out alive. How fucking hot is Giles? I didn't know Giles was a singer. Like, he's so Whoa. fucking hot. Like his, and his voice like has all these different like tones to it. Here's what's so funny. I think around the time that they were filming this, he was still kind of doing uh, Buffy. When did Buffy go off? Or he was at least definitely trying to like get his voice out there because there was an entire storyline where like we got to see Giles sing. We like go and we see him like singing this super beautiful like ballad in like a coffee house. And all the kids are like, what the fuck, Giles? And I feel like it's because like he was trying to be like, I can't be Giles oh, you mean forever. On Buffy? On Buffy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's so like, I definitely bitch, think I got other like, skills. Yeah, Listen like, to I me. I feel like he was like, I have range. 
but his voice wow. is fucking bananas and so sexy. So, uh, Banoonies. Yeah. So he's singing a song where he's like, fuck this. And this is where I wrote, so is she sick? Because the things that he's saying is like, Shiloh is all I have. Nothing can bring you back. There is something I can't tell her. I am lost without you. I'm only living out a lie. So obviously, it definitely could be that he's the fucking repo man. But there's also just like, he's so protective of Shiloh and saying like, she can't, he doesn't want her to leave his side. I'm like, mm-hmm. is it that you don't want her to leave her side or she can't leave your, like, it just was a little suspicious. So I just wrote, I want this house over and over again. Uh, as he's singing, he now goes into a trap door through the fireplace. And this is where his Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde comes out. I can't remember. I <laughs> never Hyde. remember which the bad one is. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hyde. Okay. So mostly because I Hyde. feel like Dr. Jekyll should be the bad one. And that's not true. I, I do, too, because Jekyll. It feels like yeah. Jekyll. Yeah. That's why I keep like, it straight. Hey, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. The one that and it doesn't feels like it sound like oh, it should che- be. Yeah. Is the one yeah. that it is. Yeah. It feels like it should be. Oh, cheerio, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde. Hello. Good Dr. Sir. Jekyll. Exactly. It but it's the opposite. Right. Do the opposite. Okay. So now I'll remember Hello, that. Hello, Dr. Jekyll. Cheerio. What it should be is the opposite. Mr. Okay, Hyde. Great. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for me. Anytime. I'm Mr. Hyde. Yay, Ooh. Jerry. Nice to see you. Oh, I missed uh, you, Jer. I've been social distancing over here. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Stay yeah. safe, Jer. Okay. So <laughs> this is where he goes down into his lair, his repo lair. Okay. And his Mr. Hyde, his Jerry, really comes out. And he's, like, getting into his scrubs, you know, and we see that there's a fucking dude, like, strapped, like, duct taped to a, like, a, uh, not a wheelchair. It's like a standy-uppy thing. A stretcher? Okay, it's like a... Standy-up stretcher. It's, yeah, yeah, like a stretcher, but it's a standy-up stretcher, yeah. And the dude's, like, super fucking freaked out. And now... Giles starts singing like clean incisions I deliver unscathed organs I deliver repossessions I deliver I'm the repo legal assassin and this is where his voice actually gets like really fucking like scary and actually changes so this is where we sort of see like okay like Giles definitely has to like tap into something to like do this repo job but that part of him like kind of gets some satisfaction out of it like he's Mm -hmm. definitely working some shit out okay um all right so now cut to a giant warehouse of organs are these organs that came out of bodies are they organs that have been uh synthetically made we don't know, but it's a giant, unsterile warehouse of organs. Apparently, <laughs> sterilization doesn't matter in this terrifying future dystopia. <laughs> okay. And we see that it is the Gene Co. warehouse. And here come all of the piece of shit kids. 
all of the fucking Trump kids. Largo kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah. We have Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka. I'm sorry. I mean Luigi, Parvi, and Amber. I love you. It is bananas. Like, this movie basically is predicting the future, and I just don't think anyone knew. Oh, wow. So all the kids come in, and they are singing about marking it up. So they're just, like, basically, like, piece of shit assholes who are, like, tossing organs around, just being like, mark it up. Like, we're just making all this fucking money, and we don't have to do any work because our dad is the boss, and it's great, and I'm a piece of shit. And my dad's probably going to be president soon because that's how the world works. I mean, we're watching a movie. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's the two fucking brothers singing. One is like Clip Face and the other one is Bill Mosley. Do we think uh, Bill Mosley is Don Jr. and Clip Face is Eric? One hundred and fifty percent. Okay. Yes. Let's just call them 100- by their true names. Don okay, Jr. Great. So Eric Don, and Ivanka. Don Jr. <laughs> Don John Jr. definitely has like anger management problems and thinks that he's the smartest. And <laughs> and Eric doesn't say much and is just really concerned with his appearance and uh, nailing lots of pussy. Honestly, like that's what he sings about. <laughs> Then fucking Ivanka comes in, Amber, Paris Hilton, and she like busts in and she's like, where the fuck is dad, brothers? Now that impression that I just did, (laughs) you didn't hear Paris singing, but you can rest assured that as, as mediocre to bad as that just sounded when I did it, uh, that is spot on what she was Paid to perform in a movie. Unless uh, so, uh, maybe I feel like there was a few years there where Paris Hilton was paying to be in movies. Uh, that You know what? Honestly, it makes a lot. Here's the thing. Especially a fucking that musical. Makes sense. Like, come yeah. on. But remember, she like tried to have a music career. Oh, did she? I guess everyone does at some point. So should we should do try that to have a fucking yeah, Should we let's ta- do it. Start the KK Sam band. Oh my god, KK Sam! Ow, I just gave myself the worst fucking paper cut. Ow! Oh my god, that's our first hit by KK Sam band. Ouch! This paper cut. Okay, so Paris comes in and. She is just like, where the fuck is dad, brothers? And uh, Bill Mosley is like, he left me in charge, sister. And they say at the same time, I don't take lip from a cunt. And he says slut. Like, the, But they sing it at the same mm-hmm, t- time. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it was Parvi that she sang that to, Clipface. Because Bill Mosley then comes in and he's like, my brother and sister should fuck. And yeah, <laughs> yeah they definitely have like a weird like fucking relationship that's uncomfortable and then uh luigi starts singing uh i'm the smartest and the toughest i will find a hole and fuck it if there ain't one i'll make one 
And as he's singing this, there's like this nurse lady, like there's a bunch of like nurses that are in like sexy nurse costumes, but then they have like a red visor in front of their face. And I'm like, I think these are like the like the nurse people, but they're they're all like super hot. Like it's required that they're super hot. And so Mm -hmm. like she's like trying to do her work and she like is holding a heart, you know, that's just like, I got to take this heart to somebody. And she like bumps in to Bill Mosley. And so he gets like heart blood all over him and he gets pissed. He gets super mad and just like fucking stabs her. Jesus Christ. So for the rest of this song, she's just spurting blood and dying. Like while they're just like singing a song around her. Oh God. I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking sucks. And so they're talking about, they're just like, posturing and talking about how they're the best and everything and how you know they're hoping that dad leaves gene co to them and can the fucker just die already um because i want all the money yeah honestly please could you okay so mark it up mark it up mark it up that's the kid's song cut back to shiloh's bedroom after this song and she is watching tv and on tv is our friend Blind Mag, the spokesperson for Gene Co. And this is where we learn a little bit ba- a little bit about Gene Co's cornea plus optical technology. Cause she says, Hi, I'm Blind Mag. Your treasured memories don't have to fade with time. Announcing Gene Co's Cornea Plus, Gene Co's breakthrough optical technology where everything is digitally recorded so you can relive your favorite memories. That'll come back later. So basically what these corneas do, they allow her to see because she was in fact blind, but they mm-hmm. also can replay memories as like holograms. Like, Whoa. Out. yeah, I kind of like really that blind, use that. that. That would be really yeah, great me for too. me. Right? It's kind of like that Black Mirror episode where like you could replay movies of shit that happened. Did you see that Black Mirror episode? I've seen them all, but I don't recall because okay. I need a memory hologram right now. <laughs> because you don't because you don't have the fucking Gene Co. Cornea yes. Plus. Yes. We're this is guys, this is just this podcast is just one an advertisement, advertisement. <laughs> for Gene Co. Cornea Plus because we're actually living in this fucking dystopia. <laughs> cool. Okay. So we're learning about that, and we definitely see that Shiloh is like really enamored by Blind Mag. Like she's just like, wow, like she's so beautiful and like she's so glamorous and her career and blah 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 then we see that shiloh has this little watch i think everyone does it's kind of like a little apple watch but like it has like a little hologram that pops up when there's a message right and Mm -hmm. so she's like "Ooh, a message she goes to her phone her little watch and it's a little fucking hologram of fucking roddy largo Fucking Paul Sorvino, Lord Capulet, Donald Trump, senior. And he's like, incoming message from Roddy Largo. Shiloh, you don't know me, but your mother was once very dear to me. I can help you find your cure. Meet me in your mother's tomb. What? What? Question numero uno. What does Shiloh do and what do you do? I think that, hmm, hmm, 
I think that she seems down for something like this. Like she already goes to her mom's tomb and right. I feel like she, I feel like she, I feel like she's she's in to it. Okay, goes. How about you? I feel like she goes. Um, do I know like who the person? I do. Do I know? I know who he is, right? Because he's everyone knows you who he is. You definitely know. Like literally, everyone knows who Roddy Largo is for sure. Okay. I mean, if he's anything like Donald Trump, then I'm 100% not going to go because I can't trust him as far as I can throw him. Two dings. That sounds what? very weird to me over the computer. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> oh, bizarre. weird. It was bizarre sounding. You made a face when I gave you two bells as if you didn't want two bells. And I was like, I can take them back, bitch. Because I was like, you I don't know what bells? that sound was that came to my earballs, but it wasn't two bells. <laughs> oh, how weird. Uh, two points for you. Yay. So she goes, you don't. I also would have accepted like even a, what is this hair? What side it's am I on? It's, it's I because really it's, having- it's the switch side video thing we've got going on. Yeah, it's really... The, my right and left is not where I thought it's it was going to be. It's a real right-left dyslexia through this camera <sighs> video. It's really fucking my shit up. Okay. So I also would have accepted tell dad I was cons- your yeah, answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was considering uh, be- that for her. Yeah, because the but- thing is, is like, okay, great. It's Donald Trump like messaging you personally but also like is it bad to like ignore a message from him like I just feel like you should probably like tell an adult right right, right. a fucking piece of shit mogul is messaging you personally and saying that he knew your mom for sure so she does she does none of these things now we get comic strip Roddy Largo's story. So now we're getting Roddy Largo's story in a comic strip. We see that he's the most powerful fucking man in the world, blah, blah, blah. And he was in love with a woman named Marnie. Uh-huh. I'll give you a clue. There's not two characters named Marnie in this story. There's just the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... He's desperately in love with Marnie. Marnie then meets this handsome, dashing doctor Mm. by the name of Nathan Giles. Giles. Yeah. (laughs) And she leaves Roddy and she marries Nathan. Oh, so they were like together, together. They were together, together. And she left him for... For Giles. Interesting. Okay. So he is like, I'm going to get revenge, obviously, because he's a monster. And he finds out that Marnie has this blood disease. And he also finds out that Giles is trying to come up with a cure for it. So he decides to get one of his lackeys when he finds that uh, Giles has found the cure. He gets one of his lackeys to sneak into the lab and put poison 
into Shut the cure. The fuck up. Yep. Shut the fuck up. Because if he can't have Marnie, then no one can. Wow, 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 wow. I'm so upset by this. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking so monster. Then, oh my God, what a fucking Giles, monster. Yeah, so fucking Giles thinks that he murdered his fucking wife. Oh my God. Roddy obviously knows when to swoop right the fuck in because he's the one who did it and says, wow, you're a real piece of shit. You murdered your wife. Good thing I'm the only one who knows about it. So now wow, you're wow, wow, beholden to me. Yeah. So that is Roddy Largo's backstory. Now, I asked Eric, this is really interesting. I was like, so who's the mom to his three kids? And Eric was like, I think the point is that, like, it doesn't matter. Kind of like Donald Trump. Where it's like all of his kids have, like, different moms. Or the show Succession, where it's like, do you watch Succession? No, because I don't have HBO right now. Right. So this isn't giving anything away. He's got four kids. Uh, I think all of them or there's at least three different moms, but like all of the kids still live with the dad because it's just like I have the most money. Like I can just pay to like have my kids like I don't right, right, the, right. the women don't even matter. So it's kind of like that where it's just like Marnie is definitely not the parent of these three kids, but like we never right. hear anything about the mom. Okay, so and that's story. and the Trump kids are older than Shiloh, right? Yes, yeah. The Trump kids are like literally age appropriate for the real life Trump kids. Like it is exactly that, and like okay. Shiloh would be like a little bit older than Baron, basically. <laughs> like she's like she's seventeen, I guess. So like older, okay. like she's seventeen. Um, okay. So, so we've just had the little message uh, prior to the comic strip where Shiloh is told to go to her mom's tomb by Roddy Largo. So now we're in the limo with Roddy and he is singing to us about what a fucking piece of shit he is and just confessing everything. <laughs> and he's yo i'm a piece and, of shit this is my song yeah. yeah it's just a big song where he just says i'm a piece of shit and ba- so what he's saying is he's like dust my children were a bust they shall inherit nothing my legacy is too great to throw away on ingrates nathan wallace had potential till he stole my marnie away in denial nathan blamed himself for marnie's sudden sudden death and never once thought to suspect the man who wrote his checks i guess i'll take it to my death (laughs) and like literally maniacally laughs um and then we have things you see in the graveyard which is like our reprise of the show and uh Blah, blah, blah. I'll take it to my death. Okay. So now the song is continuing, but now we see that Shiloh has gone into Marnie's grave and Roddy Largo is standing outside of it. Okay. So like he's standing outside of it and he starts like, quote unquote, talking to Marnie, like her spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's like, Marnie, it's Roddy. 
You never should have left me. I would have given you the world. It's been difficult to see you after what you've put me through. You forced my hand and made me do. Well, it looks like I'll be joining you. It seems the man who cured the globe cannot stop his own extinction. But I can go out with a bang. I can go out with a bang. And as he says this, his fucking hot chick uh, henchmen throw like a smoke bomb into the fucking tomb. Oh my god. And and Shiloh was like, "What the fuck?" And she's like kind of like starting to like pass out and the two fucking henchwomen come in and like kidnap Shiloh. Oh my god. And usher her into the limo. As this is happening, she starts to hear her little alarm that's like blood pressure dangerously low, medication immediately. And so she's just like, "No, no, no, like I can't be outside." So she's like, "I'm being kidnapped, but like also, I need my medicine. Like, also, I'm going to die, which um, is like totally freaking her out. And so she's put into the limo with Roddy. And the whole time she's just like, why the fuck am I in a fucking limo with Donald Trump? Like, why did I just get di- kidnapped by Donald Trump? And Donald Trump is just like, oh, aren't you pretty? And he's oh, like, barf. I own Gene. Yeah. And he's like, I own Gene Cone. She's like, yeah, I know. Like, I fucking know who you are. Like, why are you kidnapping me? And uh, she's like, I can't be outside. Like, please. Like, I have a blood disease. And he goes, but there is hope, an antidote, and you could be the first to sample it. The Gene Co. fix to all blood diseases. And I can use someone like you, the poster child of progress. It's the cure you sought, Shiloh. And then, so obviously she's like, oh shit, like he's offering me like the one thing that would allow me to like be outside and like experience life. And I'm like, bitch, you seen outside? You don't need to go out. Looks like shit out there. Stay inside. Just stay the fuck inside. Hashtag stay inside. (laughs) Social distance. Um, So uh, he's like, a function awaits. Will you be my date? And she's like, I can't. And Barf. He's like, now, d- d- okay, so just to be clear, he definitely is not treating her like a hot piece of ass. He's definitely treating her as like a daughter, just so that's very okay. clear. So when Thank he's you. saying like, will you be my date? He's like, very. He he's acting very paternal towards her. Got it. So she's like, I can't. And he's like, blind Mag will be there. And she's like, Mag? And he's like, yeah, you, sh- you two should meet. And she's like, my dad will worry. And he says, who says that dad needs to know anything? So now we cut to Giles in his lab. And this is where we're seeing a real fucking Mr. Hyde shit coming out. Okay. Because he's got his same motherfucker that defaulted on his fucking you know, organ payments. And uh, Giles is really having to tap into something. It's a thankless job. But somebody's got to do it. Peeling off the tissue inch by inch. Skinning off the muscles too. So this is where I was like, goddamn Giles. You've got fucking range because he's like literally singing in this completely different voice than what he is saying in 
the entire rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like kind of got the um uh the innkeeper in Les Mis kind of vibe where it's just like very like goofy kind of music and he's like dancing around with like knives and blood and all this kind of stuff. Very like Sweeney Todd kind of thing going on. And he's just like, it's a thankless job, but somebody's going to do it. Peeling the tissue inch by inch, skinning off the muscles slow, harvesting the kidneys for the fall, saving up the livers in the fridge. No one ever thanks me when I'm done. How self-absorbed people can be. And then he just starts like cutting all kinds of organs out of this dude. No anesthetic. He's still completely alive. And he like goes in through the stomach, but then pulls out his heart. I'm like, Uh, that was a, like, I'm just like, that was a really circuitous route, sir. Like you were just being an asshole. Like he just takes out all of his intestines and his stomach and his liver to get to his heart. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Then he sticks his hand up his body and starts using the dude's mouth as a puppet. No! <laughs> oh, God. Fucking uh, Giles. Was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it was really upsetting to me. I feel like I'm having a midsummer reaction. <laughs> where you're I laughing so hard laughing. at how upsetting it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> awful. And I was having like, I was having a really difficult time anyway, because it's it's like, it's my fucking beloved Giles, right? But then on top of it, I'm very much sexually attracted to him. And then on top of it, he's like being a terrifying monster. Uh, It's complicated. It was was a really complicated journey for me. And I don't know that I'm off it. Like I'm still doing a lot of processing. (laughs) oh god it was um yeah so he's 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 feeling himself right now (laughs) uh all right so now he's hosing off his equipment he's kind of coming down from his high and now we're just going to hear a series of commercials okay and the commercials are kind of playing on big screens outside and they're just giving us a lot of information so i'm just going to read the uh the commercials to you uh Geneco's digital corneas provide state-of-the-art resolution and low density without sacrificing style. Hi, I'm Blind Mag, the voice of Geneco, at Geneco, an affordable organ makeover. Uh, it's just a simple financing away. Take control of your life because it's what's on the inside that counts. And then it's like a new commercial. It's like financed organs are subject to all legal default remedies, including new possession. So it's like, this is just what people are doing constantly. And then we go to like two talking heads. Like they kind of look like sports announcers sitting behind a desk. And they're like, sorry, folks, it'll be a long time before Gene Co. can help you sing like Mag. I don't know about you, Bob, but I haven't been this excited since my first elective surgery. No doubt, Dick. Excitement's in the air. For one day a year only, Sanitarian Square will open its gates and welcome all of us to its post-plague Italian renaissance. Gene Co.'s new Rome. Oh, the cuisine, the music, the culture. Gene Co. provides the finest in Italian-inspired body version. Wow, this is turning into Gene Co.'s most spectacular and unpredictable event ever. So basically, Gene Co. is throwing a fucking, like, 
festival where like you can okay. go into like tents and like get your face changed and shit. Like it's just a money grab festival nonsense thing. Okay. So now our camera like pans down to the actual carnival festival and we see like a tent that at the top of it, it says like replace your face and we go in and it's fucking <laughs> Jesus. clip on. It's fucking no. clip on face in there. No. And he's like holding up his mirror and uh, they're just like, do you like it, Mr. Lottie? And he's like, I love it. Now, fucking Parvi has a goddamn French accent. His mom must have been French. And he's like, I love it. Uh, I'm not going to put that on my resume. Or he's just French a douchebag. I'll, I'll leave that off of it. Uh, so, so we have Clip on Face, who's like getting a new face. And, you know, they're fucking, you know, think that they're hot shit. They can get whatever they want because they're the fucking Trump kids. Then we have fucking Don Jr. Luigi come in. And he's just like pushing people out of the way. And it's all these nurses in the red visors again. They may be called genturns. It says genturns. They secure the finest skin graft. They always talk about genturns. So I'm going to postmortem that post-mortem. because I think genturns might be the nurses. I'd um, also like you to postmortem if I'm correct about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds great. Let's do that. Perfect. Because <laughs> you know what? Not sure. Because who knows? Pretty, pretty sure? I, who knows? Not yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, there's actually... Everything can be traced back to a 30 Rock joke. So in 30 Rock, Jack is going to donate his organ to his father. And he goes to Dr. Spichemin, who's played by Chris Parnell. And he's like a terrible doctor. And so Chris Parnell is like, it says here that you're getting a kidney from your father. And he's like, no, no, no. It's the opposite. Like, I'm giving (laughs) a kidney. And he goes... And he's like, you maybe want to change that on the form. And Dr. Spichemin is like, oh, no, no, no. I'll just remember. Opposite, opposite, opposite. <laughs> then it cuts to another scene where they're back in the office. And he's like, so you're getting a kidney from your dad? And he's like, no, it's the opposite. And he goes, well, that's not what my forms say here. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of my favorite fucking jokes. So anyway, why am I talking about that? I don't know. Oh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Postmortem gentrin, gentures, yeah, yeah, yeah. gentry, genturns. Okay, so uh, now uh, Luigi Don Jr. comes in and he like throws a coffee in his face because it wasn't the flavor that he wanted or some shit like that. Like he's just you know a general piece of shit. Uh, <sighs> then Paris, uh, Paris comes in Ivanka, and uh, she's like, we learn now that. She doesn't want Blind Mag to be the spokesperson for Gene Co. anymore because she thinks that she, she should wants have a to music be a- career. Shocking. She wants to sing. Yeah. She wants right? to great. Great, 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 great. Right? Great. Yeah. So Shocking. she's like, why can't it be me? And um, they're just, you know, all pieces of shit. And they're like, when I'm running Gene Co., <laughs> in your dreams, dad loves me. And they're like, they all love Pavi. When the geese are croaks, you'll all learn to respect me. And then here comes dad. And he's like, what, little bitches? And they all like scurry off like little fucking twats. Because uh, they're all actually scared of him. So they run off. And Blind Mag comes up. And Roddy Largo is like, I'd like you to meet someone. It's a daughter of an old friend. And here he comes with Shiloh, who has come to meet Mag. And we learn 
that Mag was 19, not much older than you. I heard her sing and at that moment knew I'd help her see and watch her talent bloom. I could help you too. Now, here's what's interesting. We know that Mr. Largo doesn't give things for nothing. So I'm like, what did he, like, what was in it for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just, like, make her see. So here's where we get Blind Mag's comic strip story. Okay. Turns out Blind Mag and Marnie were best friends. What? So he, yeah. So he gave Mag... New eyes because he was the love of his life's best friend. But what we learn later is there is some very fine print in this particular contract. Hold that thought. So basically, her payment for these eyes was like, you're now the you're now the face of Gene Co. Right. So that's Blind Mag's story. Marnie's best, best friend, which will also come back later. So now we're standing in front of the paparazzi and it's uh, Mr. Largo up there and he's standing with Blind Mag. And uh, Blind Mag, uh, here's an announcement that's like, Blind Mag to the stage. And she's like, I need to go. And he's like, please don't go. And she's like, I must go. This is all happening like honest, like in front of like press and things like that. And he's like, don't say no. And she's like, I must see. And he's like, technically, you belong to Gene Co. And everyone's like, <gasps> and he's like, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And he, she's like, <laughs> right. And he's like, you're free to go. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I, you know, I've have a great show. So like he's kind of putting on this sort of show for mm-hmm. the paparazzi. Uh, oh, prior to that, he handed her some big fucking scissors to like cut a rope to be like the festival is open, whatever the shit. So uh, in all of this hubbub. Shiloh is now pushed into a room by herself, okay? And basically, they're like, this is backstage. Wait back there. But, like, they lock her the fuck in. And she's like, where am I, though? Like, what the fuck is happening? So she's pushed into this, like, carnival room with, like, a bunch of, like, bloody surgical chairs and shit in Uh. there. And she's just like, I don't really want to be here. Like, what is going on? And she's like, how am I going to find my way home? Cut to Giles in a fucking alley doing his Repo Man life. Okay. okay? As he's uh, doing his Repo Man life, we see that he has a dude strung up uh, by his feet in an alley. And the dude is screaming. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, right as this is happening, he gets an incoming message on his little watch from Roddy Largo. And it says, collect on the Handelman account at once. His payment is past due. Repossess Gene Co.'s property. And so he's like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And as he's getting this message, we see that he is removing this gentleman's spinal cord. (sighs) Taking out the whole goddamn spine. While he's still alive. Ouch. It was a bummer. Ouch. Then he gets uh, another message on his little hologram. 
And it says, medicine, reminder. So he's like, fuck, I'm late for Shiloh's medicine. So he calls Shiloh and he sees the little hologram. And she's like, yes, dad. Now we know that Shiloh is in this fucking carnival room. And so he's like, did you take your medicine? And she's like, yup. And uh, he hears something over the loudspeaker where it's like, for Gene Co. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, uh, nothing. My window's cracked open. Uh, and he's like, should I head back? She's like, no, 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 I'll be fine. I'll take it on my own. He's like, I can be there in no time. She's like, nope, won't be needed. And then we hear on his end. <laughs> and she's like, what was that? And he's like, uh, one of my patients, he's sick. And she's like, will he live? And he's like, it's looking grim. And she's like, well, you should stay and take care of him. He's like, OK, I'll be home right after. So they're both lying to each other. Oh, and then we have more of uh, Giles, you know, continuing to remove the spine. And we see that the spine has like a Gene Co. barcode on it. Uh, now we're back in the room with Shiloh. And we hear like on the loudspeaker, Zydrate, get your fill of Zydrate. And then the fucking grave robber like pops his head inside a window. And she's like, oh, my God, help me. And he's like, shh, you're going to blow my cover. Shut the fuck up. Like, basically what he's doing is he's trying to get in there to, like, steal whatever Zydrate is around and yeah. finds that Shiloh's in there. And uh, he uh, comes in and he, like, steals an anesthesia gun. And then he's like, all right, fine, follow me. I know you have to get home. And she's like, where are we going? And uh, we now cut to an alleyway again where he's, like, taking – oh, no, no, no. We now cut to uh, the reporters still talking to Roddy Largo. So as Shiloh is like sneaking away with Grave Robber, Roddy Largo is still like being interviewed. And they're like, the folks at home would like to know your thoughts and views about Zydrate use and its abuses. And Roddy Largo is like, you know what? Let me let my head of Zydrate of the Zydrate support network uh, take this question. Welcome, Amber, to the stage. And it's like fucking King Triton, Sebastian being like, Ariel is here to sing. And they like part the curtains and she's not fucking there. And so uh, and he's Amber, fucking, and that's Ivanka. Yeah, that's Ivanka. Okay. Uh, and he's like super fucking pissed. She doesn't appear. She doesn't appear. She doesn't appear. She's a no-show. And now we just see comic strips of, like, the news headlines that are like, Amber's a no-show again. Rumor rumor is she's hooked on surgery, on street zydrate, blah, 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 blah. So, like, this is not looking good for him. Now we cut to Shiloh with Grave Robber. And he's, like, taking her through the seedy back alleys of the fucking dystopia land. And, and a street lady comes up to her and is like, how old are you? And she's like, 17. And she's like, I had my first surgery when I was 13. And thanks to Z, I couldn't feel or remember a thing. A month later, I was turning tricks. And I'm like, well, so like Zydrate is definitely like, it's oh, it's the opium addiction. That's what it is. Right, so right. Also predicting. Also yep, true. Also predicting. Uh, and then I wrote, um, oh, this is where I felt that the grave robber was kind of hot. And I felt that I needed oh. to note that. Ooh. Huh. Uh, he's got a very like. Lestat from uh, Interview with a Vampire kind of hotness where it's like I'm not a huge fan of your long fingernails but you have some sort of sex appeal that I can't deny <laughs> that's it. sort of what we're dealing with here so now we learn about 
Zydrate. And this is probably the song that like everyone kind of like associates with this musical, I would say. Zydrate comes in a little glass vial. A little glass vial? And the little glass vial goes into the gun like a battery. And the Zydrate gun goes somewhere against your anatomy. And when the gun goes off, it sparks and you're ready for surgery. Surgery. I just wanted to give you a little taste of a Paris Hilton solo that comes in. This is where she comes in. So she busts into the back alley. So here's what it said, because I know it was probably hard for you guys to, uh, for you to hear, Kim. He's basically explaining like how Zydrate works. So he's like, uh, Zydrate comes in a little glass vial, goes into the gun like a battery, like the anesthesia gun that he stole. And the Zydrate gun goes somewhere against your anatomy. And when the gun goes off, it sparks and you're ready for surgery. Okay. So like that's what he's giving to people. So now here comes Paris down the alley looking for Z when she should have been fucking doing some press with her dad. And uh, she's like, uh, grave robber, give me some of that Z, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Then we learn that Amber Sweet, she changed her last name to sweet rather than Largo because she wanted a stage name uh, is addicted to the knife. She needs a little help with the agony and a little help comes in a little glass vial. And so this is where we see that like she's doing a fucking sexy dance in the alley because it's 2008 Paris Hilton. So, you know, that's what we're going to get. Uh, and like, she's like grave robber, but like she's got that voice that's like, can only be described as like sexy infant, you know, where it's like that's her style. Um, so uh, fucking grave robber like injects her inner thigh. She keeps like doing sexy dances. And then we like see flashes of like surgery and cutting and bondage and Paris passing out and all this stuff. And then I believe I believe what happens here is that Blind Mag's song comes on a loudspeaker in some way, but, like, I kind of miss this. But basically, Shiloh then hears it, and she's like, hey, that's Blind Mag's song. And Paris is like, who did that? And, like, like they like she didn't want to hear Blind Mag's song, obviously, or whatever. Uh and she starts getting really fucking agitated with Shiloh. And she's like, so you think Mag has pipes? Well, it's my turn to shine. And I just wrote, is it? And uh, she's like, when the Repo Man strikes, what, do, what are you talking about? Mag's contract's got some mighty fine print. So here's where we learn the mighty fine print. So Mag is talking about retiring. She's telling everyone, she's like, this is going to be my last performance at the Genetic Opera. What she doesn't know is that the fine print in her contract is that as soon as she retires, they're taking her fucking eyes back. What? And so Paris, like, knows that she's retiring and then maybe is also, like, going to get Mag's eyes, possibly. Uh, So they're definitely, like, pushing for Mag to retire, but, like, Mag hasn't caught on to the fact that, like, does she think then that she, Mag's eyes are going to suddenly make her able to sing? 
No, it's just that like she's constantly altering herself. Like she's addicted uh, to surgeries and like this it. is just like one more thing that like Mag has that she doesn't kind of thing. She's just a piece got of it. shit, Kim. She's just a fucking piece of shit. I was just wondering uh, if she was like a dumb piece of shit on top of it. Probably. All, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But no, I don't think Mag's eyes make her sing. It's just a coincidence. Okay. So. Is that not how uh, you sing? I'm singing right now with my, you know, the joke that I Guys, if you could have just seen the song that Ketrin started to sing from her eyes, it was so full of passion. And I, I mean, she's doing it again. Wow. Wow. If guys, only- I'm so sorry that you can't. If only you guys could hear, see it, and if only I understood what audio mediums are <laughs> and she how to make jokes on them. Sang so <laughs> loud out of her eyes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, blah blah blah. Paris gets her hit. Uh, grave robber singing to us about the fine print and Mag's contract. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, here come. Co SWAT people and they fucking grab Amber to take her back to be like and they're like we've we've got Amber sir uh and uh at this point Shiloh takes that opportunity to like scurry away like she's like okay like I can leave now and um so she Shiloh and the grave robber like scurry away and they jump onto like the back of a garbage truck to like escape so question numero deux in the hubbub where does Shiloh head to and where do you head to okay so where does she go um my brain is in quarantine (laughs) feeling a little sharked and narked a little stir fried. Stir fried. Okay. Um, I think that she. Okay. I feel like something you just told me. I'm going to go. I feel like I should go home. I'm going to go home. Okay. And I think that she goes to find Blind Mag. One point. Okay. Uh, bitch, go home. Go home. <laughs> stay home. Hashtag go home. Please stay home. Go home. Uh, so that was correct. Shy does also go home. So that was one point for you. Okay. So she sneaks back in to her house. As she is sneaking in, we see that Giles is also sneaking in. From the fucking fireplace. Right. Because they were both out being shady to each other. Got it. So he comes in and he then gets like a little incoming message on his Apple Watch hologram thing. And it says, Nathan Wallace, come to my office at once. So, Kim, question number three, do you go and does Nathan go? Who, wait, who is it? It was Roddy Largo calling Nathan into his office. Okay. He, I feel like we should go 
because I don't know, he doesn't know about the Shiloh stuff, right? No, no. So he's just living his normal repo life. Correct. So I feel like we both go because we're just going to the boss's office, basically. Yeah, right? That's one point for you because okay. or one point for Nathan because he he does decide to go. Okay. I feel like I feel like I get that you're just living your repo life, but I also just feel like you work for Donald Trump. Like just just like change your face. Swan dive get off like the roof. some sort uh, swan dive off a roof roof with your with your kid and just get the fuck out of out of, of there. this world. Is what I feel like. Yeah. So he goes and he checks on Shiloh first. So he goes up to Shiloh's room and she is pretending to be asleep. So he's like, cool, cool, cool. She's asleep. She's not going to know about my repo life. I got to get out of here. Shy was not asleep. And as soon as he leaves the room, she wakes up and continues reading uh, this magazine or something that she like had hidden under her pillow. Okay. And we see that it's all about repo men. It's like an <gasps> article about Ooh. who are the repo men. Okay. So now she's starting to be like, what the fuck? This whole like repo man thing is really fucked up because she's been so sheltered. And obviously like Giles isn't going to be like, let me tell you about what so happens sh- on the outside. She didn't know that was happening. No. Whoa. It doesn't appear that she knew that that was happening. So he's kept her like so that she doesn't even know that repo men exist. That's so. Okay. Okay. So now we cut to Giles in Roddy Largo's office and all of his uh, dumb, dumb, stupid kids are there. Right. And they're just being like, they're just being really taunting. Like they're just making it very clear that he works for them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they're just very subtly kind of asserting their power. Like uh, Luigi comes up and is like, who ordered a pizza? Cause I could go for a slice and just being like super shitty. And uh, Giles like tosses the spinal cord to them being like, here's your fucking <laughs> gross spinal cord you ordered. Uh, <laughs> anyone order a spine (laughs) i'd like a pizza with um a spine and pepperoni thank you (laughs) yes extra vertebrae please (laughs) okay so roddy largo is like i have another target for you and giles is annoyed because he's like what why? I mean, you phone, you fucking Apple watch me all the time. Like, why? Right. Why did you have to call me down to your office just to, like, be in my face about it? Like, just right. because you wanted to show that I would have to come? Like, what the fuck? So he's like, this is a really special job. He said, I can't just I couldn't just message it to you because it's involving a Gene Co. employee. Uh oh. A singer Mm. that we all know. So he's like, I really can't afford a scandal here. So like, that's why I'm having to be stealthier and like asking you to do this. 
and uh, Paris like fucking chimes in. She's like, tonight's her last show. Like just being like down with Mag and just being annoying. And yeah. Roddy is even like, shut up. <laughs> so he's like, please handle Mag the best you can. And Giles is like, but Mag's eyes. And I thought that was like a really weird line for him to sing. And I was like, what? Like, why is that the thing that he's commenting on? And I have a feeling it has to do with the fact that like her eyes record things and she was Marnie's best, best friend. friend. Right. Yeah. So like, so I'm like, I'm wondering if like he, Marnie in there somewhere. Yes. Is like somehow kind of still like still alive right. in a way. And like, but I don't, but I don't know that obsessed. Right. for sure. So it could, it could, cause it could also just be that he's like, but then she can't see like you're, you're right. taking her. If, yeah. If, if she was Marnie's best friend and he was married to Marnie, then like they were probably friends. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you'd assume, but yeah. So, and he says that he's like, Mag was Marnie's best friend and fucking Roddy Largo goes, well, you can re- reunite them. <gasps> Meaning like um, when you take her eyes, she's going to die. Right. Um, so at this point, Giles tries to leave mm-hmm. and that's when they start singing to remind him who he is. And the fucking sexy nurses come in and are singing, remember what you did to Marnie. So they definitely are like constantly reminding him that like, he you murdered your murdered wife and I'm going to fucking tell everybody about it. Right. If you don't do what I say. So great. Cool. 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 Yeah. So he's basically just like Roddy Largo is just like reminding Giles you're a piece of shit who murdered your wife, so you have to do everything that I say. And at this point, Roddy says, we made an agreement. So in this moment, Kim, as Giles, mm-hmm. do you agree to do it or do you not? I feel like it is best to... No matter what I'm going to do, it's best to say yes right now to appease the arseholes. Um, and I think that um, Giles and I are hand in hand. So we both agree. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know that Giles is playing two-handed dice here okay that's not an expression <laughs> that's that's not an expression handed dice it's absolutely what does that look like not an expression what is that? uh just it looks like this oh she's just double jerking off right now she's got two yeah. fists, two fists in the air <laughs> jerking so, away yep so, so giles uh, is a two-fisted jerking off right now that's not what he's no doing. he's just i think he's just jerking off the one dick one got it you're 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 doing a double jerk uh <laughs> you know you, here's the thing you know exactly what i'm saying it's a real toss-up as to whether or not our sammies are going to know what the fuck we're talking about right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so here is a little snippet of the song that is getting sung right now. 
definitely is singing mournfully about Marnie, but then something really interesting starts to happen as the kids kind of start to rile him up a little bit, and Roddy Largo also starts to rile him up a little bit. His Mr. Hi. Yes. His Mr. It's the opposite. His the opposite. Mis- it's the opposite, right? His Mr. Hyde kind of starts to come out. So he's like singing, I remember Marnie. But then all of a sudden he's singing about remembering all the people that he's cut up. So okay. we definitely like see the flip in real time. And like as this is happening, it's like a dance number with like all the fucking nurses with red visors like dancing around him. And it's definitely like a very ensemble number and then he's kind of Giles is sort of like ushered into like a meat locker type situation where it's like just a bunch of meat hanging from the ceiling but it's probably okay. not animals oh. it's probably human right. meat right 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 uh and in the middle is a dude in like a wheelchair who's clearly like another person who hasn't paid his debts and so he goes over to the guy in the wheelchair and this is where he definitely like starts to get really into his job because he starts singing about I remember working every victim with acute precision I remember every time I hold you my blunt companion I dismember because the because the claims medic gives no anesthetic, 90-day delinquent gets you repo treatment. And he just kind of, like, starts fucking slicing at this dude. And Roddy Largo and the kids are, like, getting into it. Like, literally, like, cheering like little kids Ew. at a fucking magic show. And then Giles stops. At this moment, Kim, mm-hmm. what do you do and what does Giles do? Uh, at this moment, what do I do? I, I, at this moment, what do I do? So I'm cutting this guy. <laughs> I have like yeah, a scalpel like or something. Yeah, but, but you're like, honestly, like not even, you're not even being precise. You're kind of just like slicing at him with abandon. Right. But I like have a slicer. In my hand. Yes. You have a slice. Yes. You have a slicer <laughs> in your hand. Okay. A pizza uh, slicer. For, for my <laughs> vertebrae pizza. Um, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to slice up um, the Trumps. Starting with, wow. uh, whatchamahoosit, starting with the head honcho. And okay. um, I think that he, uh, he, mm, I don't 
know if he would do that because he, but he's a little crazy right now. He has a little cuckoo bananas right now. Mm, I think he'll do the same hand in hand. Well, no, no, I take it back. No, that doesn't <laughs> seem good for the movie. That was close. <laughs> Seems like that a poor, poor choice for the movie itself. <laughs> Unless the movie ends here. Okay, I'm going <laughs> right. to say yeah. he um, uh, g- goes home. Runs away. Runs away. I'm going to say he is like, R and holds out his slicer and runs away. <laughs> Did you just go arg like a pirate? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is it Pirate Giles? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he sings okay, it. I'm going to give Arrgh. you. That was a beautiful pirate opera. Thank you. Really nice job. So, okay. I'm going to give you one point for Pirate Giles Ooh. for leaving. He leaves. <laughs> and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you half a point for you slicing up the entire family. Here's why I'm giving you a half a point for that. I really like your chutzpah there. Mm-hmm, thank you. Uh, could you take on four people at once? I don't. I'm giving you a half a point because I believe in you. Thank you. But so I much. also don't know. I'm but I also don't know man. for sure. So I'm hedge. I'm hedging my bets. I'm I'm throw. I'm I'm two handed that dice <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> two fist in that dick. Got it. <laughs> What are we talking about? I don't know. What is our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So he fucking leaves. And as he leaves, we hear Roddy Largo say, no one walks away from me. Spoiler alert. He's walking away from him. So when he leaves, he says, he says, he wants out. Then I will take him out. But I think... There's a double meaning there. I think a double dick. He's talking about a double it's a double dick meaning there. Got it. For sure. All right. So, cut to a beautiful gothic mansion where Shiloh and Giles live together. Right. And we see a limousine pulling up outside of said beautiful gothic mansion. Mhm. And Mag gets out of the limo. And she is like in this big, beautiful hood. And she's definitely like not wanting people to see that she's there. Like she's got her hood over her head and is like kind of like, don't tell anyone world that I'm here. For sure. And it's like a gate and then like a sidewalk and then the house. Right. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. like she like pushes a little button to be like, hi, Shiloh, let me in. And understandably, Shiloh is like, why the fuck is fucking Mag here? Right. Like, it's like, it's like fucking Lady Gaga showed up at my house. Right. And, but Mag is like, when I saw you at the festival, I thought that I'd seen a ghost. She was like, your resemblance is so striking. You have your mother's eyes, her hair. I was told you died with her. Oh, shit. 
so she didn't even fucking know that Shiloh existed. Whoa. So whether it was Nathan Giles that told her that or it was Roddy who told her that. We don't know, but she was like shocked and she looks so much like her that she was like, obviously, this is Marty's kid. Whoa, that's crazy. And so she's still talking to her like from outside the house, but like Shiloh is like, you know, talking to her through the door kind of. And she says, I want you to know that I'm your godmother. Oh, my God. And Shiloh is still like, like, I don't understand. Like, how are you here? Lady Gaga's my godmother. I know. Sweet. And she's like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Mag says, or let them through the gate. And she's like, that either. Big risk. So, Kim, question number six. Do you let Mag through the gate? And does she let Mag through the gate? I mean, I think 100% yes. Both of us. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I mean, regardless, like more information is needed for sure. And I definitely would be like, why the fuck did my dad not let my godmom know that I was alive and also that I have a godmom? Like, this is what the fuck is happening. For sure. So she lets her in. And one of the ways that she convinces her to let her in is she literally is able to project a hologram of Marnie out of her eyeballs. So fucking Shiloh is just like, is that my mom? Mm -hmm. And so she agrees to let her in. And uh, Mag is singing a song to her about like not making the same mistakes that I did. Like you have your whole life ahead of you. And she's like, I, you know, I want to get to know you. I want to tell you about your mom and I want you to chase the morning. So Mag is singing mm. this, but then the chorus of the song is sung by the hologram of Her Shiloh's mom, mom of Marnie. Is a word of promise. We have both been kept in bondage, but you can learn from all my failures. I'm not supposed to talk to strangers or let them through the gate. That either a big risk, a big fence, a mistake, a new friend. So they're finally talking and she's like it's too late for me but don't look back till you're free to chase the morning and at this point Nathan comes home and Mag is like hi Nathan which is also weird for Shiloh that she's Mm -hmm. like oh you like straight up know my dad like what's up weird so Dad is like, Mag, how did you get in here? And he's like, don't you have a show tonight? Because he is like looking for her to kill her tonight. Right. Like, and then she's like, hey, what's up? I'm in your house. So she calls him out and she's like, you told me Shiloh died. 
and he's like she's like i promised your late wife i'd be present in shiloh's life mm-hmm. and that's when nathan is like well shiloh's very ill and he's like you really need to go like it's really bad for her to see people and he's like i need to give her her medication and shiloh's like no dad let her stay here like she needs to stay here i've been hearing about these repossessions and it looks like someone is like she says someone's trying to repossess her eyes Mm -hmm. and like we have to keep her safe like we have to keep her safe here so kim question number seven as giles do you let her stay and does he let her stay do i let um i feel like okay so I want to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the goal of our podcast. Okay, great. Um, I think that he does not let her stay. Okay. And I guess I don't either because if people are, I mean, I know like I'm coming for her, but like maybe someone else is coming for her too. And then they're coming for me Could too. Be. Like it's like a it's a double down. It's a it's a double it's a double dick situation. It's a double dick situation. So <laughs> I guess we. I mean, as much as my my heart wants to let her stay, I think if my goal is to stay alive, that we both don't. Eek. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to stay alive, and letting her stay would definitely double dick you there for sure <laughs> i think <laughs> oh god i was just gonna make a joke but i don't even want to do it i know i really feel like i, I really feel like this <laughs> this might be like the saying that means everything from now on it's a real double dicking <laughs> but then even when something's good it's like yeah that's a, a fucking double, double dick man yeah. <laughs> it just means everything it wow. means everything we need it to mean well wow. <laughs> okay so fighting to stay and they're literally like fighting over her like nathan trying to push her out the door shiloh trying to pull her back in and at one point uh Mar- um Mag even calls Nathan out for like living in a zoo, basically like commenting on the fact that it's oh. just a shrine to Marnie. Yeah. Like it's just she's all over. And one of the details that I think I forgot to mention in the very beginning, like when uh, Giles is like first singing his song. So he's got all these hologram portraits uh-huh. everywhere, but then he also has Marnie in like a glass display what like her and she's like her dead body body. what yes ew that's what it looked like that's what it fucking looked like (laughs) that's too much and she's like in this like are you saying you're not gonna have my body on display in your home (laughs) no i'll have yours of course i was talking to you about a very specific design aesthetic that i was into and now you're telling me that you don't like it (laughs) i mean to be honest like I think my body would fit really well in your house, but (laughs) your body wouldn't really go with my, like my, I'm a little more like modern than you. But I, right. But I feel like you could put me in like some modern attire. 
like really, you know, it's very just, just, you know, it doesn't fit my theme as I much hear as you. my just body li- fits just li- your theme. Just, just prop me up on your couch with a glass of wine. Actually, that so would it's fit always perfectly. like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like whenever you come home, I'm just like, hey, Kim. Oh. Except I'm dead, so I don't say anything. <laughs> but in my mind, you do, <laughs> right? Especially during quarantine. <laughs> I actually have a, oh, I actually have a dummy of you sitting right next to me right now. How did you know? Oh, that's so sweet. I'm so I just flattered. sit here and talk to her all day long. <laughs> things are great sweet I'm doing great (laughs) (laughs) okay so so they've got a dead body great yeah kicks mag out and Giles is now trying to be like it's your bedtime and she's like bitch I my fucking god mom just came to the house like you have some splaining to do (laughs) don't tell me to go to bed yeah so uh She starts asking all these questions and she like hands the magazine to him that Mm -hmm. she had been reading about Repo Man. And she's like, read it, dad. A Repo Man will come and take Mag's eyes. And he starts like he basically is just like not giving her any information. Like he's just like telling her this is ridiculous. Shut up. Go to bed kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so he puts her into her room and like shuts the door. And she busts back out and she's like, unless you stop this repo man. And he's like, Shiloh, this is senseless. She's like, dad, you have to try. And he's like, Shiloh, this is pointless. And she says, you can't let her die. And then Giles turns to her and says, please shut up. And this pisses Shiloh off. And so she goes into her room and slams the door. She is 17 after all. So we have to have some temper tantrums in there. For sure. And... Giles now feels bad. So he comes into her room and he's like, your mother's death taught me to accept that nothing ever lasts in this world. Foolish dreams can destroy a grown man. So what chance has a 17 year old girl? Oh, God. (laughs) So he definitely is just like, thanks, dad. Yeah, like he's just like, my life is over. If I let you out, yours will be too. So it at best I can just keep you in this limbo. Great. It's like what I can what I can do. Thanks, so Dad. she uh she gets feisty now and she's like, Oh yeah, there's no sense in girlish dreaming. I'm just 17, but it's better than 40. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, you shady Fuck little you, bitch. bitch. Like, I get that your dad is being rather secretive, but you don't have to be an asshole. And also, 40's not that old. And also, you've got a fucking dilf on your hands that everybody else is trying to bone down with. <laughs> so chill the fuck out is all I'm saying. So now she sings this song that I think you would really like because it's like a very punk rock uh, song called Seventeen. And it's literally just her being a little shithead singing a punk rock song. So like the room like changes from what the real lighting is. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden she's in this like punk rock ripped up t-shirt. And like the lighting is all like that kind of lighting. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Fun. 
So that's her fun little punk rock song. Fun. But it's uh and the lyrics are basically Mama drama's got to go. Nothing's going to bring her back. Experiment with something living because I'm sweeter than 16. I've always longed for true affection, but you compared me to a corpse. Dead with the dead. I'm joining the living. Mm-hmm. And so she's basically like, you have never gotten to know me. You've never wanted to know me. All I've ever been is an extension of her and Mm. she's dead. So basically, I'm just as dead as she is. Oh, And at this point, her fucking like, like in her fantasy, her curtains like open up in her room and there's actual Joan Jett. Oh. Playing backup guitar for her. Cool. Joan Jett makes a fucking appearance in this movie. Joan Jett. And then like, yeah. And then like her poster of Mag on the wall turns into like a poster of her. Mm -hmm. And she's just like fucking dancing around and 17 and you can't stop me and like giving her dad the finger. And she's like, daddy's girl's a fucking monster slap. Giles slaps her to the ground. Whoa. And all of the lighting goes away. She's back in her regular outfit. Joan Jett sneaks out and is like, this is awkward. No, she doesn't. She just disappears. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny if she was like trying to sneak out. Ooh. So slaps her and Giles obviously like immediately feels terrible. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, I'm a, I'm a fucking asshole. So now we cut to Roddy Largo's uh office home bedroom whatever the fuck and he's like in front of a mirror and he's like putting on a wig and makeup so like it looks like he's much sicker than he like lets people know he is and here comes fucking amber paris hilton ivanka Mm -hmm. she fucking comes in and she's like wearing kind of like a fascinator with a veil on it and then also her hair is kind of in front of her face Mm -hmm. and she's like throwing this fucking temper tantrum and she's like i'll be the laughing stock of the stage tonight and she's like this is all your fault i asked for your help and he's like daughter please like what the fuck is your problem And he's like, I warned you about this. Happiness is not a warm scalpel. And she's like, I don't care. It's not fair. And we like can't see her face. She's Mm -hmm. like, it's all hidden. And she's just like, I'll never sing again. And Roddy is just like, I gave you the life I wished I'd had. And she's like, I look like a crime scene dad. And uh, he's like, all you ever do is take, take, take. All I ever do is give. And she's like, that surgery was only 90 grand. And now I like look like a fucking monster. And at this point, she kind of like turns to him and we see her face. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking gross that it like sends him into like a coughing fit. Ooh. Like he's just like, what the fuck? And basically what it looks like is like all one side of her face is just like, swollen and covered in like boils almost like as if it's it's like as if it like obviously the science in this movie is a little suspect but basically it looks like her face is rejecting her own face ew i hate when my face rejects my face (laughs) i hate when my face rejects my face it's so fucking rude and so when he sees it, he's finally like, 
uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have one of my surgeons fix you up so you can sing tonight. And I wrote tonight. So that's where we like really get a sense of like how quickly and easily these surgeries can be done and like why it's become such a trend in this dystopia because it's like you can get a surgery and be just like in and up and running in a in an hour Yeah. yeah so she's like okay thanks daddy and then just like skips out like she's just like okay bye like got what i want see ya mm-hmm. and now at this point she leaves roddy largo keeps getting dressed and we're just like Seeing all of his like press covers, like comic books of just like Roddy Largo saves the planet, Roddy Largo, richest man in the world, Roddy Largo, blah, 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 blah. and he is singing about like gold makes the world go round, blah blah blah. And he opens up this like keepsake box that's got like jewels and things in it, like clearly where like he keeps all of his like most important things, like his safety deposit box kind of thing. And he takes out a will. And as he's singing, he's like, before I go, my kids will know about the man they have crossed, as Marnie did the day she fled and became Nathan's wife. She forced my hand. He dug her grave. I will not be betrayed. Empty the trash of all of them and leave it all to the kid. Lay the bait. Shiloh's fate. So basically what we see him doing is changing his will to leave everything to Shiloh, to Shiloh, Whoa. including Gene Co. So, ouch, but he has a, he has a plan. I don't know if you guessed this about Roddy Largo, but nothing ever comes for free. <laughs> He's always double dicking somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Great for everything. Great so, for everything. I know. So um, he sang his little song about gold. So now we cut back to Shiloh's bedroom. And she's asleep. And Giles is sitting on the edge of the bed, kind of just like stroking her hair, still, you know, feeling bad for slapping her. And as he's doing this, her little watch, her little Apple watch pops up with a hologram of Roddy fucking Largo. And the hologram says, Shiloh, I have your cure. And Giles is like, what the fuck? Why the fuck is Roddy Largo, my fucking boss, talking to my daughter saying he has a cure for her disease? What the literal fuck? So then he goes into like angry Mr. Hyde voice and he's like, so Roddy thinks he can take Shiloh. And at this point, Shiloh wakes up and she's like, what was that? And he's like, nope, nothing, nothing. Go back to sleep. And so he's like, go to bed. And he like puts a drink in her hand that I that like probably has her medicine in it or something. And she's like, why didn't you tell me I had a godmother? And Giles is just like, what? Hmm? I don't. I gotta go. See ya. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Bye. <laughs> so he leaves the room now. Okay. okay. So you just saw, uh, like the little thingy from like the little Apple Watch. All right. So Kim, you're gonna have two back to back questions. First question is: As Giles, 
where do you go right now immediately? And where does Giles go right now immediately? Where do I go and where does Giles go? Uh, Where do I go and where does Giles go? Yeah, like right immediately right now. I am going to take my daughter and get on a spaceship and go away. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to get out of it. (laughs) <laughs> got it i just feel very like very nice um i correct me if i'm wrong this is like a world situation not like a uh, c- uh, country situation it feels like i believe you are correct so i gotta yes. get out of this world out of this world yeah. uh, <laughs> i gotta double dick out of here so i'm gonna double dick my way onto this spaceship <laughs> And start fresh in the new land uh, that I believe <laughs> yep. exists in this future because it's the future. It's the future. There is no, there is no fucking way that this far into the future, yeah. there aren't some motherfuckers living on the moon. Yeah, we gotta come have on, a, or like at least a couple different planets. We gotta have a couple, yeah, couple somethings. I mean, we're already like we're like a couple months maybe from living on the moon ourselves. <laughs> couple months, so so close. Yeah, uh, so that's what <laughs> I mean. It I, got I, postponed because of the virus, right, and blah blah blah. Right, so yeah, it yeah, may be yeah, a little yeah, longer, right? But for sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then uh, he is going to go see Mr. Trump, Roddy, Roddy Trump. <laughs> okay. Uh, one point for spaceship to the moon. Oh yay! And because I mean, you got to try. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to catch a spaceship to the moon, but you sure as shit are going to try and i think that's your best option thank you uh before he goes to roddy largo he goes down to his lab okay and he learns something very important down there which is why uh this keeps him alive when he goes down there he hears something or feels something and two motherfucking assassins come out and try to kill him and, uh, spoiler alert, Giles bests them both, <laughs> and it was very sexy, Okay, just so you are aware. So he's like, okay, now I know Roddy Largo is like, has people out for me now. Like, now I know that people are right. trying to come for me. For me. Right. The- so, because, like, there is no, like... They broke into my secret lab. Like, there's no right. other explanation. Interesting. All right. So, okay. second question. Shiloh is obviously not asleep. She was pretending to be asleep. Right. So, what does Shiloh do now? And what do you do now? She goes to Roddy Trump's. Okay. And, and where do you go? I get my dad. And go on our spaceship to the new planet. <laughs> wow. You are kicking ass with the invention of this moon spaceship. Thank I'm you telling you. So much. Really, really nice work. Really nice work. You figured it out. Thank you so much. <laughs> you have figured it out. 
okay. I so, just feel like if we could yes. put faces on faces, we can hop in a spaceship at any time. Like, you know, you're on. no, your logic is sound for sure. Yeah. I don't I, I'm not kidding you. I, I'm like, there's no fucking way that they have 15 minute surgeries out the door for face swaps and nobody is living on the goddamn moon. There's yeah. just no fucking it's way. Insanity. All right. So Shiloh is like. Uh, well, we're going to find out where Shiloh goes in a second. But before we do that, let's get back with Giles. We now hear an announcement that's like uh, all hands on deck. Apprehend the repo man, Nathan Wallace at once. I want Nathan Wallace taken out. So now we're hearing that like all of the Gene Co employees are like hearing little like, you know, help help me get him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Giles goes back upstairs and to check on Shiloh because he's going to have to like, you know, he needs to make sure she's safe when he gets the fuck back up there. That bitch is gone already. Mm -hmm. She's out the door. Mm -hmm. We see that she has gone down to the front and there is a limo there ready to pick her up. So she gets into the limo Mm -hmm. and uh, drives off. So now, Kim, where does Giles go and where do you go? He goes to the uh, fucking Roddy Trump's house. Um, Roddy Trump's house. Where where are you going to go? Okay. I feel like I cannot. Okay. I feel like. I would die if I didn't have my daughter, like save my daughter, basically. So like, I, I would can't agree with just, that. I can't just spaceship away by myself like that. No, I think I would literally die. So he's already made like we already know that he makes like cuckoo bird overprotective choices about her right. anyway. So I would true, say that true, that true, is true. sound logic. So I guess that I will go there too. Two points. So fucking Giles is in full Mr. Hyde mode now. Mm-hmm. He's suiting up. He's putting on his fucking dilfy leather duster <laughs> fucking jacket. Just rocking it. Just absolutely double dicking down all over the place. Double dick leather duster. <laughs> and uh now we are basically going to have a song that's like our ensemble song of like tonight at the opera. So once I give you some information, I'll play you a little snippet of tonight at the opera. So we have everybody singing about the various things that they're all going to be doing. Okay? okay. So we have Shiloh in the limo and her little fucking hologram watch uh, pops up. And it's Roddy Largo saying, Shiloh, this dress once belonged to your mother. I would be most honored if you wore it to the opera. And uh, so she's singing about like how hard that is. And then we have flashes of Mag who's singing and she's like, can I be saved? Is there a way at the opera tonight? 
I've made peace. I hold no grudge. So Mag, we now know, is like planning something and maybe knows a little bit more about the fine print than we think she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Giles and his lyrics are basically just like, I'm going balls to the wall psycho and fuck everybody. Because okay. every because because when Mag is like, I found peace, Giles is like, not me. Like he's just <laughs> he's he is full Mr. Hyde. And he's like, I'm going to stain the streets with blood. So that's what he's doing. Amber, her part of the song is she's visiting the grave robber for another hit of Zydrate. Mm -hmm. That's what she's up to. Uh, Luigi. Oh, sorry. Luigi and Pavi are just fighting over whose dick is bigger. Uh, Just (laughs) about that. And uh, having a big devil dick fight. Double dick sword fight. Yeah. They're having a double dick sword fight. Yeah. Uh, And as this is happening, there's like also like this comic strip of Giles just like taking motherfuckers out. Like he's just riding the streets on his fucking motorcycle and just like, bam, bam, bam. I'm a fucking dilf. Get out of here. I'm saving my daughter. Like just fucking action hero, hot ass motherfucker shit. I really Uh, can't picture Giles as this like at all. Dude, I couldn't either. Like Giles is my is my sweet little yeah, Giles like librarian. But then I'm like, also, uh, you up? Who dis? <laughs> like I am trying to, you know, make something happen. So all right, so he's taking people out. Mag is in the graveyard and she's just like being somber and singing and whatever. Uh, and the narrator comes in and he's going to give us some info about what's about to go down at the opera tonight. So Repo Man at the opera tonight, bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath because no one crosses Gene Co. No, not even Repo. Will Roddy clean house? Damn, we're going to find out at the opera. Stay tuned. The winner of this blood feud will take Gene Co. So that's the narrator giving us a little what's up. At the opera tonight. All right, so now we're going to head over to the opera, Kim. We're going to see what this whole fucking genetic opera is all about. I'm waiting for this. So as we are hearing an announcement of like tonight's opera is brought to you by Rich Prosego, we also see that Paris is backstage and her costume is like this very Marie Antoinette type of vibe. And we see her literally like, rolling her new face onto her face (laughs) as just like getting my makeup done and just yeah so that's what she's doing getting ready for her big debut and we see that the opera is like a very flamboyant shit show but there's also 
a lot of fanaticism that kind of reminds us of like evangelical church services in a way. And they're even all like singing about testifying. So like it's just got a very yucky culty vibe happening. And we see that the DJ for the night is like a little old lady who's like, wicka, wicka, what? (laughs) Scratching the records. I'm sorry. What was she like? She was like, wicka, wicka, what? Scratching the records. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Great description. And then the. (laughs) and then the band is like all these people in like solid gold faces like masks like solid gold face masks and then the fucking composer of the opera or conductor of the opera comes in and he's like dancing down the center aisle of the audience like fucking Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing (laughs) and everyone is just like woohoo the genetic opera and blah 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 And uh, all the like nurses with the red visors are just like dancing all sexily and all this kind of stuff. So that's that's what we got going on at the opera. And then it starts to be that like they're calling on people in the audience to like tell them about how Gene Co has changed their lives. So it's like various people standing up and one guy stands up and is like, Gene Co, help me upgrade my second class heredity. And then another guy stands up and says, my liver was wrecked, but now I can drink whatever I want. <laughs> and then somebody else stands up and says, before Gene Co, my anatomy was completely repressed. And it's like a dude that's like really big. And so I'm like, I think he's singing about like maybe a micro penis that he got fixed was the idea that <laughs> okay. I got. And uh, then the nurses are like doing a sexy orgy sex dance on stage and blah 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 and then this woman stands up and says i needed a kidney transplant desperately gene co showed this single mom sympathy this make makeover came for a small added fee now i look smashing on live tv and she like opens up her coat and she's naked and everyone's like yay for your naked body now here comes fucking Roddy Largo down the aisle Mm -hmm. and everyone's like yay Jesus is here like he's definitely like the star of you know the star of the show like Jesus is of the church (laughs) he is the star of the church yeah and so everyone's like yay and it's like testify 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 as this is happening we see that Shiloh has been dropped off at the opera but she is ushered to like a backstage room like she's she's some men like take her to like a backstage room and like shut the door. Right. OK. So she's in there and she's like, where the fuck am I? Like, I don't even get to watch the fucking opera. I'm like back here in a fucking green room hanging out. And then we see that like a film comes up on TV, like is projected on the wall and it's Roddy Largo. And he says, Shiloh, you've made it. You're close enough to taste it. Your cure is waiting. There is but one thing pending. Help us catch him. This former Gene Co. trainee who's lost his mind completely and managed to escape me. You saw him in the graveyard? Thank God my guards responded. It seems his, this fiend has set his teeth on you. So be on guard. He's coming. Oh, we'll no. use you as bait. To draw this snake out of his hole. And I'm sorry, Shiloh, for that. 
but this is your defining moment. Will you let yourself be trapped or will you use your trap to trap him? So so basically, she knows that repo men exist. She thinks they're bad guys. She doesn't know her dad's a repo man. Roddy Largo is saying the repo man is coming to get you. We know that obviously Giles is coming to get his daughter. So we're like, oh, shit. So now we cut back to the performance, Uh and it's Amber's turn to shine. It's her big debut, Kim. Finally. So she comes out on stage, and she's in her Marie Antoinette costume. And as she's singing, oops, I I keep having to put my face on a little bit. It doesn't (laughs) appear to be sticking. So she keeps having to kind of like roll her face back up, Uh. and then she does like a Spinny Lou around and her whole fucking face flies off. Ah, And she's like, no, my debut has been marred. (laughs) And so she's all upset. And uh, everyone is just like, well, ain't that some shit? Like everyone is kind of like, she's a fucking idiot. Like nobody really cares, whatever. They're just like, that's embarrassing. Like they almost acted like, remember when Ashley Simpson, like her track fucked up on SNL and she just kind of like did a little dance to be like, now everyone knows I can't sing. It's kind of what happened here. (laughs) She kind of just fucking Ashley Simpson'd it. Simpson. So, all right. So now... We cut back to Shiloh's room for one second because on the loudspeaker we hear, bring me Repo Man and you will get your cure. So basically he's saying, if you fucking trap Repo Man, this whole cure thing that I've been talking to you about, you'll get it. Now we see that uh, Paris has uh, has sufficiently embarrassed herself and now we're on to the main event, which is Mag's final retirement number. Okay. Okay. So picture this. It's now this beautiful snowscape, okay, that like looks like uh looks like a little street in London where like snow has fallen and there's like a beautiful like wrought iron fence and it's all lovely and Mag is being lowered on wires down to the stage and she's in like kind of this black swan type outfit. Mm-hmm. And she's singing in Italian and it's really beautiful. And she's got like the longest lashes I've ever seen, (laughs) like on top and bottom. (laughs) Like basically, I just want to be like Mag for Halloween (laughs) and just do like several costume changes of Mag. And she's also got these like like um, talons on her fingers. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's definitely like doing a whole like sexy killer swan type of situation here. Okay, And she's being... Lower down and she's singing in Italian and everyone's like enraptured and they're just like, oh, my God, she's got the most beautiful voice. And then she starts singing in English and she sings, come take these eyes. I would rather be blind. And the wires start to bring her back up again as she's singing this. Kim, what does Mag do and what do you do right this moment? So she's in the air? She's in the air, like suspended on wires. Yeah. I think that... Take these eyes. 
she um and she's now said that it like that she's on to something like she's like i yeah i i know i'm probably yeah i think she drops a bomb on drops a bomb drops a bomb drops a bomb did (laughs) was that from her spaceship to the moon she had a a bomb in there cool 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 um on the trumpians and okay she drops a bomb and i do the same I'm going to give you one point. Thank sure. You. Drop a bomb on those bitches. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Fucking bo- bomb their bitch asses. Uh, she does not. What she does is she takes her fucking talon claws mm-hmm. and she fucking stabs her own <gasps> eyes out. Oh, my God. And she's like, you ain't taking these eyes from me, motherfucker. Oh, You're not going to be able to resell these bitches, bitch. Wow. So Roddy, Roddy is backstage and he sees this and he's like, oh, this bitch. So he fucking takes a big axe, giant scissors, can't remember, and fucking cuts the line that's Uh suspending her from the air. Yeah. So she fucking plummets to the stage and is impaled (gasps) on the wrought iron fence. Oh, shit. Dead. Whoa. Now, mind you, this is happening in front of an entire audience, and the audience is just like, cool, cool, cool. What's the next act? Like, nobody seems to give a fuck. All right. So at this point, Roddy has to come out on stage, and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, don't panic. Stay in your seats. It's all part of the show. Stay tuned, folks. You don't want to move because there's more excitement coming as an encore. Gene Co. will cure a very sick and needy young girl. She's been caged up like a monster by her overbearing father. But tonight, we're going to set him right. And for all your viewing pleasures, didn't I tell you not or uh, for all your viewing pleasures? End of sentence. The end. So cut to. (laughs) It's very confusing because the script that I have, it doesn't say who's talking. It's just lines. It's just words. So, okay. So now we cut to Shiloh's green room. Okay. Sorry. That's funny. I don't even know which part you're laughing at. I don't know. Go on. Go on. You're just like, okay. you're like, no, end of sentence, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're back in Shiloh's green room. She hears someone trying to break in the door. So she grabs a fucking weapon, pipe, hammer, not sure. And she kind of stands off to the side being like, when they come in, I'm going to get him. Sure enough. Here comes Repo Man. He fucking busts in. She whacks him over the head. His mask falls off. <gasps> it's dad. And she's like, what the fuck now? And so they have a song where Giles is like, didn't I tell you not to go out tonight? Didn't I? And she's like, you did. You did. And he says, didn't I say the world was cruel? And she says, you did. You did. 
Then tell me how this happened. What I did wrong. Tell me why. Can't we just go home, shy, and forget this dreadful night? Didn't you say that you were different? And then she says, didn't you say that you were different? And he says, I am. I am. And she says, say you aren't that person. Say it. And he says, I am. Mm. I am. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now she's just like, how the fuck are you going to tell me how to act, motherfucker, when you're out here fucking taking spines and lying to your daughter and keeping me from my godmother? Like, how are you going to tell me how to act, bitch? Mm-hmm. And so she fucking like throws the helmet at him. At that moment, a screen that is projecting what's happening on stage comes on and she looks at it and sees that blind mag is dead oh shit and so now she's like all right now i'm just fucking pissed like we had an opportunity to save her my dad's the repo man this fucking sucks so she's like fuck you i'm out of here you're dead to me you're dead in my eyes dad i hate you go and die so at this point we got a little apple watch a cure is waiting And she fucking leaves, presumably to go to the stage. Angry Giles starts singing, didn't I raise her all alone? Didn't I? Then Roddy took her from me, stole my Shiloh. He's to blame. Have I failed my daughter? Then let the father die and let the monster run. So now he's like, okay, fuck it. Mm. If I've already lost my daughter and I'm already dead to my daughter, then I'm full monster now, bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going balls to the wall, double dicking it all the way. (laughs) Right. So then we get, like, another comic strip of him, like, fucking people up as he makes his way to the stage. Like, everyone that crosses his path, he's just, like, double dick to the face to everybody. He busts on stage sees mag and is like shocked by it like he can't believe it at this point luigi takes this moment while he's distracted to fucking stab giles right in the gut Oof! and i was like don't we have like 10 minutes of the movie left like what the fuck is happening so giles is hurt real bad and shiloh is out there and obviously like you know, feeling pretty upset that her dad just got stabbed, but she's also like super pissed at her dad. So it's she's having a weird night, shall we say. (laughs) And this is all also happening in front of an entire fucking audience. And so she says to Roddy, she's like, I just want to get my cure. And he's like, and I promise to deliver. And Giles chimes in and he's like, touch her and I swear I'll kill you. And he's like, bring it on, you cheap imposter. And so then at this point, he kind of like starts coughing. And this is when he like finally tells his kids. He's like, even though I'm terminally ill, I'm dying, you idiots. And they're all like, no, don't say you're dying, dad. And they're like all freaking out. And he's like, and Roddy says, so I planned my perfect end, a tale befitting any opera, an ending only I could spin. Giles says, ending you will be my pleasure. And Shiloh says, I no longer trust you, dad. You can never trust a monster. And there's more beneath his mask, says Roddy. And he's like, did you know? Did you know he killed your mother? And now Shiloh's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? (laughs) 
This is too much fucking information. Also, there's an audience watching me get this information in real time. And so Giles is like really hurt now. Like he's not looking good. And uh, Shiloh is like, can someone just please fucking tell me what's going on? Now the whole audience gets into it and they're like, tell her, tell her, tell her. And so Roddy says, may I introduce you to the man who made you sick? He poisoned all your medicine. Uh, So she never had a fucking blood disease. She just, he needed her to be weak so that she would stay home. Yep. And so at this point, Giles kind of like tries to like get up to like, do whatever the fuck you know and he gets tasered so he's down again and at this point shiloh's little beeper starts going off and is like medicine needed blood pressure too low and she's like my medicine my medicine and this is where roddy is like just fight through it just fight through it and she's like no i need it she passes out but obviously Giles was not there to give her medicine because when she comes to we see that he's like tied to a chair And so, all those times when she like needed her medicine, if she had just not taken her medicine, she would have fought through and just woken up on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So, that was why it was always so important for him to like get that medicine to her right away. So, she wakes up literally covered in so many blood and guts to the point where I was like, did Mag just explode? Like, how are there just so many guts everywhere? She wakes up covered in them. And Roddy says, your mother once promised her love to me. Had she never fled, you'd be mine. Deny your father now for the world to see. Kill him. And he hands her a gun. And is just like, do it and I'll leave you Gene Co. So basically, she already has her cure because mm-hmm. now she knows she's not fucking sick. And he's like, now all of this is yours. You just got to kill your dad. And so she's like, fuck me. Because she's also like, I'm pretty pissed at my dad. Um, Like, I'm not super happy with him right now. Right. So he's like, all I have to do is sign the paper. All you have to do is pull the trigger. trigger, And she's like, I'm not a murderer. And he's like, but I mean, you do share your dad's genetics. So your dad's a murderer. Maybe you are a murderer. Like, maybe you should just fucking do it. And uh, she's like, I don't have to share his choices and blah, blah, blah. So she's like, whatever. Now Giles kind of chimes in and he finally says, I poisoned you. I admit it. I'm worse than Roddy. Imprisoned you. I couldn't lose you. What have I done? Forgive me, Shiloh. I drugged your blood. Oh, God, what have I done to you? Okay. So at this point, you're Shiloh. You're holding the gun. Mm -hmm. Your dad is over there tied to a chair. Mm -hmm. Roddy is in front of you. What do you do and what does Shiloh do right now? I kill Roddy. Kim kills Roddy? Yeah. And I think that she does, too. Hand in hand. I'm going to give you zero points. Great. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) I think if you shot Roddy right now, there would be such a fucking uproar that you would just be immediately taken out. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, uh, and then what she does 
is she doesn't shoot him, but she does, in fact, turn the gun on him and start saying, you used my mother's death to use my father. You used my father's death to use me, too. And he's like, your dad deserved whatever happened to him. He needed me, and so do you. And so she's, like, holding the gun, and she's, like, shaking. And Giles comes in and says, remember that I love you. I'm sorry that I failed you. Mm. At this point, Roddy, like, starts coughing really badly and, like, kind of distracts everyone. And at that moment, the lights go out. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Roddy takes this moment to grab the gun, and he shoots. (gasps) Giles right in the chest. Shit. So okay. now Shiloh is like, oh my God, no, please. And so she's like trying to untie her dad. Mm. But as this is happening, Roddy is coughing and he is like, like, this is his final end. And he's like, money grubbing beggars know better than I am. You don't come near me. You're embarrassing me to his sons. You're disgusting. You're not men. You're creatures. I'm embarrassed by you. Get away. I don't need you. Not either one of you. Go away. And then he looks to Paris and says, don't show your face to me. You're disgusting. You're not my daughter. You're nothing. When I'm gone, Gene Co. will crumble. I doubt the world will remember. And then he says, right before he dies, how lucky they were. To have Roddy Largo and he dies. And in that moment, I was like, wow, his fucking insecurity is so apparent. Mm-hmm. Like, just in that line that he is dying, thinking like, everyone's just going to think that they're so lucky that I was alive. And I'm like, you don't even fucking know that no. you were a monster. Like, right. you don't even have a sense that you were a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. So he dies. Now we cut to Shiloh and her dad mm-hmm. and the sweetest song of the whole fucking show. She gets him untied and they sing. I didn't know I love you so much. I didn't know I love you so much. That's my favorite song. It's so pretty. And Giles's voice is so fucking sexy in it. I <laughs> don't even know what to do with myself. Um, so as they're singing this, <sighs> he says, sometimes, sometimes I'd stay up all night wishing to God that I was the one who died. And sometimes there's not enough time. But I didn't know I'd love you so much. Mm. I didn't know I'd love you so much. But I do. And Shiloh sings, Dad, I will not leave you here. You will live. And he says, but you've already saved me, dear. Go and change the world for me. Mm. (laughs) And he dies. Mm. And the audience is watching all of this. (laughs) And I'm just and I just wrote thinks it's a show like I'm just like what like what is the like what is the 
the sensitivity level of this audience. Like, I just, I would love to know if they're just like, if they're aware that they're watching murders happen on stage <laughs> or if they think it, I, it's, it's very weird. So at this point, uh, the kids have fleed, flung away. Roddy is dead. Giles is dead. And Shiloh just walks out into the audience out to the front of the theater and there's a limo waiting for her and she just turns around back to the camera and it cuts to the grave robber so like we don't know what happens right at that moment so question number 13 your final question does Shiloh get into the limo and do you get into the limo um I get into the limo and take over Jinko and do good things in the world. And okay. so does she. One point. Correct answer, Kim. Get in that fucking limo. Take over Jinko. Turn this world upside down and make it not a fucking bummer of a dystopia anymore. Yeah. yeah. And change everything. She does not. We learn in the narrator's song, he's like uh, the epilogue, that she flees. And what actually <sighs> happens is the company goes to Amber somehow, and she is now the head of Gene Co. Great. She ends up auctioning her fallen face for charity. But fucking Luigi comes in and murders all of the top three bidders. Pavi wins the auction and now he wears Amber's face what? with pride. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just such a fucking creepo. And he's just like, so look, weird. it's my sister's face. Um, that's, that's and so yucky on so many levels. It's so gross. Like Kim, I don't want I love you so much. I don't want to wear your face clipped onto my face. I don't ever want you to. Yeah. Like you know what? Keep your face to yourself. Keep your face to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um (laughs) so kind of a bummer of an ending. Uh and Shiloh has fleed and we don't know where she is. So we can only hope that she has fleed to the moon. But then the, the end. The Trump kids take over and that's it. Yep. They sure do. Great. Wow. Yep. Thanks for it's that. It's real. You're welcome. Thank you. You're so welcome. This is great. Great story. <laughs> this is exactly yep, what so, I needed to hear right now. <laughs> yep. So all the good people are dead or gone and all of the monsters win. Yay. <laughs> Tell me me my point. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay, my queen. Yes? You, on your questions, got 18 and a half out of 26. 
Okay. And the math was really easy in adding um, how many dead or alive you got because it was only one. <laughs> Fuck you. Even I could do that math equation. So you got a total of 19 and a half out of 35 points. Well, shit. Fucking dead or alive. <laughs> they don't, shouldn't count as. I mean, as truly staying aliveness. Those are just. It's truly baffling. But here's the thing that we know. If we are ever in some sort of actual life or death situation and there is like a a terrible killer that's like coin flip, which one of you dies? Like, I know that I will be doing the coin flip for sure. (laughs) Or like anything that's like we're in like a weird saw situation that just has to be like, yes, guess. Guess one yeah. of two things. You're always yep. the guesser. That's we always. figured that out. That's pick, good. That's good. Pick pick which chalice doesn't have the poison in it. I'll be like, Kim, shut your mouth. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> and if I'm alone <laughs> in this situation, then I'm just gonna swan dive off the fucking building because I've got no chance. You should. I've got no chance. <laughs> you should. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was well, repo that exclamation was... point the genetic opera interesting uh, yeah um, I think you I think you should watch it with your own eyeballs yeah I mean because if it's all music that's that is it actually that's interesting actually but <laughs> yeah but <laughs> but also yeah. it's depressing AF right now yeah yeah it's it's a it's a bummer but you know what really helps mitigate the depression is uh learning that Giles is a stone-cold fox which I still can't so, picture, so just for that reason, I should figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to get your take on that. Well, great, um, great job. Great job, Ketters. Yeah. Thank you. So this is... Uh, so oh, if no, you guys what do we have? want to... We've got merch. We've got our new t-shirts. Oh, yeah. New t-shirts. Yep. So hopefully more coming it says, soon. Yeah. It says stay home stay alive um, um, and 50% of the proceeds of that t-shirt are going to uh, the UN foundation that is uh, a relief fund for COVID-19. people affected by COVID-19 so and it goes to a good cause yeah so we've got that I'll put that in the show notes we've got uh, social media at KK Sam Podcast. We've got a Patreon. We've going. We're going live on Patreon a lot. And then yeah, um, yeah. Also, what else? Oh, if you could just you know do the do the thing, subscribe, rate, and like a review. A review would be pretty great, actually. If you know, yeah. What? And if you're just sitting thing, at home, we know that you don't. Yeah, yeah, you don't have shit to do. Fucking right. You us a do review. not have shit to do. Give us those so five fucking stars. Help us out. Give us those five stars. Um, but actually, we love you guys. Um, please, 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 please stay home. Please stay safe. Yeah, we love you so much. Um, and this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay alive. Stay alive and home. Goodbye. Anyone order a spine? (laughs) I'd like a pizza (laughs) with um, a spine and pepperoni. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Extra vertebrae, please.